you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Jonathan, look at me. Look at me in my eyes. I pissed 150 miles per hour. Are we recording right now? I knew we were recording. I peed so fucking hard. (laughs) With that being said. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a a special emergency broadcast edition (laughs) of All You Can Hear podcast. Is it just just All You Can Hear podcast? All You Can Hear podcast, Caging Greatness, The Late Takes. All powers combined to discuss something very special and important. We're getting the whole game together to discuss AEW's preeminent pay-per-view special, All Out 2021. Yes! Yes! And uh, we would like to preface this by saying this was not planned at all. Uh, our, our dear friend Tanner over here. Uh, I don't like how it's being put on me. <laughs> uh, well, I, he doesn't like how it's being put on him, even though this was literally your idea, Tanner! Yeah. This is pr- um, so don't fucking don't try to shy, talk your way out of it. I mean, <laughs> accept your fate, sir. <laughs> I yeah, just want to say. He is say, bowing for all of you because this is not a video podcast. Yeah, uh, give Tanner their flowers. Yeah, Throw them out. The streamers are out. They're, f- they're just floating everywhere now. We're all very hydrated on water. Very hydrated on water. Yeah, right? And by that, we mean vodka. Yeah, no. Uh, what were you gonna say, Cole? I was gonna say that uh, Cannon and Tanner did beg us to do this. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of <laughs> both of them. Yeah, I was gonna say Cannon was in on it more than I well, was. We're, we're, Look, we're actually holding I, both of these I, guys I, at gunpoint. I was I, already I, into it whenever Tanner first suggested. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying that Tanner's idea was bad for once. I'm saying he finally had a good idea for once. <laughs> fucking finally! <God>. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> fucking wait till we fight on the podcast. Fist fight. <laughs> oh no! Don't God, don't, don't worry. Happen. Since this was also your idea, uh, I did mention earlier you had another take uh, about wrestling that I couldn't. That I still can't believe we didn't bring up on the episode that hasn't came out yet. <laughs> well, no, it'll be. It well, goes out on. It goes out on Thursday. Out the week of this release. When yeah. is this one coming out? Ideally tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen realistically. Nobody, nobody flesh like, that out. I, we'll figure this out later. We'll figure all the, the, the nitty-gritty out. I'll all I'm in. saying is there is one take that you put out in the world that we did not bring up on the show that may or may not have come out before or after this one. I don't know. But to be continued. Anyway, I do we need to introduce everybody? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go around the horn to make everybody know who's here, who's joining us for this cross-cultural battle of the brands uh, reunion special? Uh, of course, this is Patrick. I'll be present and discussing things that happened during this pay-per-view. And uh, to my left, we have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> hey, the golfing's my bit. <laughs> I, I, I just love how not only will this be a drunk cast, it'll be like a zoot cast, just basically a crossfaded cast. I like to say I'm not zooted. <laughs> just want to put that every, out there. Every substance that has been partaken in has been legally purchased within the state of Alabama. I will just that, throw that, that out true. there. That's very true. Anyway, I am that cannon guy. Uh, the <laughs> Justin's gonna hate me for this. The most prolific guest in uh, AYCH history, <laughs> and also one of the uh, co-hosts of the Cajun Greatness podcast. And I am so pumped to be doing this. Right? Yeah. This will also make all of you tied for the most prolific guest hosts in Late Takes history. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, it won't. This will be Patrick's third episode. Patrick will be ahead. Five. Top. I'm Patrick's basically uh, me and Wenzel, so we're with Patrick, so. Yeah. What? You want to intro yourself? Oh, yeah, I'm Wenzel. I'm Jonathan, and I'm really zooted. <laughs> really? I am very much sober, by the <laughs> way. Are you zooted? <laughs> what Jonathan, are you, you kazooing? What Jonathan meant to say was... <laughs> They're all elite right now. All yeah. elite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a uh, Colt, and uh, I will say there was one point during this event where everybody got don't, super excited. I'm not going to say what happened. Don't get, go there yet. I'm not going <laughs> to, but the house almost fell down. That's you're, all I'm You're not say. wrong. I you're think the house wrong. almost fell down at least two or three times. <laughs> um, I'm Tanner. I hurt my back two times during the show. Um. I'm not drunk. I'm not zooted. That's not. I, that's a lie. Tanner is lying. <laughs> he, he is definitely he, oh, drunk. I'm saying it's half a lie. He, he's really drunk. <laughs> he's really drunk. <laughs> yeah. The lie detectors determined that that is a lie. Oh! Let's play. Let's play a game. What truth and a lie? I'm not drunk and I'm not high. No, I'm, I'm still drinking right now. I'm, I'm oh, not. Yeah. I, there's a Dr Pepper in front of me. I don't know who. Oh, it's an empty can. So. Tanner, you just drank a Dr. Pepper. I did not you drink. You drank that whole Dr. Pepper in front of us. We were here for that. There's what is zero wrong with carbs you? in a diet? Not Dr. Yes. Yeah. That's oh. why it's a diet that's Dr. Why it's Pepper. The diet. Yeah. Well, there's 60 milligrams of sodium in it. Yeah. It's diet. Well, who dr- it's diet. I can't tell who drank it. It doesn't matter because it's zero calories no matter what. I can't. It doesn't matter. If you're drinking a bunch of sodium, you're going to hold your piss in well, and hold it, your water it, weight, if brother. If anything that the show preacher that's told not. me that God himself created Diet Dr. Pepper, and so it's okay. That's what water looks like. Actual God. Early, yeah. early water looks like Spoilers God. Spoilers for the preacher if you haven't seen it. You know, I peed a lot during All Out, and my pee was clear. <laughs> it was that, clear the whole show. T- there, the reason why it was clear because it was just vodka you were drinking pissy back That out. is true because I'm doing keto right now, this, so I could drink this. nothing with carbs in it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I accidentally turned my mic off. I'm sorry. Am I on right now? I'm still going. I can edit this out. Right, no, no, I'm still here. I'm no, still here. edit nothing No, 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 we're good. Anyway, all Can't I want to say speaking. is Tanner was literally in our kitchen tonight looking up the, the fucking, like, carbs that are in liquors. My cheat day is not till Friday. This Friday. You were this looking, Friday. You were looking for the carbs. I'm getting married in two months. I have to fit into my suit what or the? I will be killed. Do you not fit into your suit yet? No, I do, because they just measured me. So, well, actually, I'm going to be too small for I've, my suit, because I've already lost 15 pounds. Well, you know so. what? 
what you just said makes no fucking sense. Then I want to be smart. I want to. Well, no, because look good. because he can. He can. I mean, there is a. You possibility. already look good. You're wearing a goddamn Rodzilla no, shirt. No, that's true. No, I get what you're saying. There is a possibility you could gain like like whatever weight or however often, then not fit in your suit. And that yeah, would, and that would suck. Exactly. Like I, if I ate like I would have been eating like the whole spring and summer, like I would be too big for my suit when uh, wedding season came. So I have to be on a diet. So I have to go in at a deficit. So after the wedding, I can go into Thanksgiving and Christmas, go whole hog, and just eat <laughs> everything I want and just go crazy. I want to eat so many carbs. I want to eat a whole loaf of Wonder Bread. Ugh, that's not. That sounds, sounds bad. terrible. Actually. That sounds terrible. Why Wonder Bread is awful. I know. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you fuck? were to say, I mean, I mean, you know, like, like at least eat a whole loaf of, let's say, like some some good like, like honey Hawaiian bread. bowl rolls. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. Should I do a Spina Rooney on the podcast? You know, anybody. I mean, yes. nobody will see it because this is audio only. But um, no, oh my god. god! Oh my god! We don't even have any. Wait, we we have cardboard boxes in in the garage, so you're you can actually do yourself. it. No. Tanner is at, Tanner, is rolling around yourself. on our basement floor right now. <laughs> As that was not a Spina Rooney. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm on the floor. Tanner. I'm not I, going to. I'm I, sorry. I was pretty close. I, 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 I have to say, I do not, in fact, dig that second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got it. Should I don't mean to be rude, but we got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking I the wanna, same thing. I w- so, AEW. No, it's 11:30. I want to say I want to say <laughs> something fine. quick though. Uh, public service announcement: Don't eat wonder. Don't eat white bread. It's bleached. It's disgusting. I like bleach. I, I have tried. There's a uh, Aldi brand keto bro- buttered bread that's like zero carbs. That's amazing. Like even if I wasn't doing keto, I would eat that bread because it tastes just like regular white bread. Oh wow! I will just, say the bread is very apropos because there is a restaurant that. All about the bread, but we'll get to them shortly. Should I have a Koji uh, cutter on Colt right now? Please don't. Yes. I am already hurt. And also, I do want to point out the fact that um, <clears throat> many, many podcasts have been recorded in this basement. But I feel that it is important to announce that we are uh, currently surrounded by several AEW action figures right now. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's These true. fuckers are hard to get. And when I see them, I have to snag them up. So, I also have uh, an Orange Cassidy. Yeah, mine's right over there. But next to Colt, he's guarding Colt right now. Yeah, we got a Jericho, we got a Cassidy, we got Santana, Ortiz, Pac, uh, Darby, Darby, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, Hardy. um, Thanos, 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 uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, Booster Gold, Lady Thor, Flareon, Jolteon. And Vaporeon Preacher And Vegeta Skip. wearing a pink uh, button down shirt Alright the Doc point Brown. we're trying to make is Tonight was AEW all out And Jesus fucking Christ Was it a fantastic experience It was a great event and After it ended I will say you, Everyone here scared me Because like, that's the best it's going to ever be I, And we, it will never be any good <laughs> ever again That's true we, we, uh, we will get to that And I am I'm so ready For that payoff Right there I, I want you to be The one that's like Oh my god I thought blank Was gonna blank And blank it Blank <laughs> Yeah I want you To just say blank yeah, Four times Okay I, I can do that gonna be redacted For government All purposes right, But before we get Into the uh, proverbial Nitty gritty Can we talk about How fucking hard it was To get the actual Pay-per-view Started <laughs> today <laughs> Jesus oh fucking Christ We're about to shoot Fucking hard On blank Straight fucking shooting with all the buzz, pew, pew, TM, TM, motherfuckers. Because uh, I originally bought the pay-per-view on Bleacher Report. Because, uh, first of all, they they just they did away with Bleacher Report Live, which is how we usually streamed it. Yeah, so successfully. I, so I made a new account on Bleacher Report, 
bought the paper. Fifty whole dollars of my life was on that. And then, uh, guess what? You can't cast it unless you have a laptop that has the Bleacher Report thing pulled. I up. imagine you would have to have a TV that had a Chromecast or Chromecast built in, and you. But we do. Be, they have a Roku. We we no. But that's, we, not, but that's not Chrome. But no, we don't have a Roku. We have a Chromecast. I mean, yeah. it's like the TV, because you can stream from very specific devices, because I was using Apple products. But you can only use, like, Roku and, like, uh, Xbox. But the thing is, our main family room TV is not Roku, and we don't have a Roku stick. So it was just a lot of painful bullshit, and it was a completely asinine how to figure out how to stream from the PlayStation 4. Very unintuitive. Oh, God. It was, like, hidden behind menus, behind menus, behind menus. And also, to, uh, <coughs> I, I had no idea you could just, like, straight up rent an, a wrestling pay-per-view uh, from the PlayStation Store. Yeah. With, like, that was the first time I'd ever seen an ad for an AEW event yeah, on the PlayStation Same thing Store. here. Yeah. And I'm on PlayStation constantly. I didn't know you could order live events on PlayStation. I mean, I, I had heard that you could do UFC pay-per-views. I just yeah. thought UFC had a specific deal with PlayStation. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like a pay-per-view provider. Yeah, same. Because you made a crack earlier today. You were just like, you know what? All right, we have to subscribe to a specific cable service just to rent the specific pay-per-view tonight on that cable service. And almost did. I mean, I mean, we weren't far from it. If, yeah. I we mean, technically bought the pay-per-view twice. twice. Technically, <laughs> uh, we bought Tony Khan. We bought this shit twice tonight, okay? Because like welcome. dead fucking ass. Because, Patrick, have you received a refund yet? No, I'm still waiting for that, uh, that callback <laughs> from the Patrick, Report helpline. Patrick's not Wh- getting Which it. Twitter account is going to send Tony Khan the message? Is it the Cajun Greatness or the, the you AYCHB? Know what? I, I say we hit him with the triple threat. All, all, all <laughs> three Tony. fucking podcasts be like, so we but, bought it twice and we couldn't cast But it. the thing is, Patrick is not a, like a late takes person, so it has to be like Cajun Greatness. He's been on your show three fucking times. Two times! Not you counting said three days, a minute ago. Are you not days. willing to fight for your friends, Tanner? God. Wow. What oh the God. Take, shirt off. take it off. Not. Tanner's been wanting to take his shirt off all fucking night. I've been saying I'm going to pop my top for about three hours. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, the, the night is young. And he, it's, it's not. It's, the thing, it's young, actually quite old. He, he, well, the show is young. Like we, Actually, the night is young. It's only 1136. Yeah. That's not a young night. That's a young night. That's pretty young. It's pretty young. It, I'm an old man now. That I'm uh, three hours fu- past a- my bedtime. As the oldest one here, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, I'm a, I, ha- I, I want to do Spinner Rooney. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I saw your Spinner Rooney earlier. You kind of just wallowed on the ground. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to make of that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I am willing to sacrifice my sleeps uh, before tomorrow's fucking shift to have a fantastic time. Extended fantastic time with uh, with y'all tonight. So I am gung fucking ho. Because it, not only was it, this is one of AEW's most anticipated pay per views. Oh yeah. We also had two God very special you. guests with us. We had Colton Malachi Hensel, bless you. Who, well, not only experienced <sighs> wrestling here and there, they're able to join us for the entirety of the pay per view. So you're having just fresh new eyes to the product. And Tanner was there too. <laughs> I have watched wrestling here longer than anybody besides Cannon. Oh, uh, yeah, I was about to say, don't you fucking dare. I've been watching wrestling for 14 years. Don't you years. try to gatekeep wrestling from my I'm not ass, gatekeeping. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, brother. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's... Brother me softly. Brother me softly. <laughs> Abaddon? 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 
Oh, she was there too. And it was great. <laughs> she was there at for, for like five. Yeah, she, she, she was, was cool there long ago. Right, we'll Twenty-five there. We'll seconds. We'll fucking get there. We'll get there. So I feel like I'm uh, looking real yoked so, right now. So uh, AEW All Out. Do we? We're we obviously going match by match. Yeah, Let's so go. We're, we're Let's start. Including the pre-show, we got to go with the sure, pre-show. Go right? pre-show. Because I have them all written down. All right. So the pre-show was the buy-in was uh, happened before the main event proper, which is free to watch everybody. Yeah. We had on it was a ten-man tag match. <laughs> On one side, you had Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor. Wait, oh, God. She Jonathan's mic's broke. Broke the mic. are getting too rowdy no, 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 no. Jonathan's I'm, mic pops out. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if this is a thing on the uh, AYCH side of things, but at least... On every other, or at least every couple of other times we're recording, Jonathan's mic stand just, like, implodes all of a sudden. I can say for a thousand percent fact, the late takes has never had a technical problem. <laughs> yeah, for like, the whole, like, ten episodes. Oh, I- my God! I literally helped come up with the all-you-can-hear name. I've been in podcasting a long time, brother. I'm just saying that show. How many of episodes of your show have been recorded here? Have been recorded here? Yeah. Episode one was, episode two was, and the cage takes was, so three. How many episodes do you have? Uh, I'm just curious at this point. Nine, I'm sorry I haven't listened yet. I've been on it. I'm planning As on it. No, September t- 6th, probably So seven? you're saying a third of your show? How many have been recorded? Like yeah. nine or ten. I'm excited to listen to them. You shouldn't be. I, you should try, listen to I'm them ready. all tomorrow and be like, man, that Tanner is a funny <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, Tanner is a grizzled young vet. Trying to get yeah. that AdSense I mean, you have made me chuckle a few times. But yeah. tonight, I plan on making you cry. Caden's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna kick me in the nuts on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, please. Tanner's gonna Caden's uh, gonna Ow. break your back and uh, make you humble. <laughs> oh my god! Let's just get to the fucking show. We've been bouncing on the first one. For so fucking long. Let's get oh, to it. God. I, I, we've been going for 16 fucking minutes. Let's go. You asked like Taco that's Bell a long episode. time. This oh is the God. Taco Bell episode where y'all didn't eat anything for 25 minutes. <clears throat> Around like the 30 minute mark, Tanner's going to be asleep. So we got to make sure I we can do gonna this. I am going to fall asleep before we get to the main event. Look, the, if it, uh, I mean, the, uh, at least on the Cajun greatness side of things, we know how to chew up some fucking scenery. Wake up. It's feeding time. <laughs> Feed me more. <laughs> uh, not a sponsor. Uh, Ryback's food challenge YouTube channel. Ryback's I guess. <laughs> but the the pre-show match. The pre-show match. Yes. The, the ten man tag. It was Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Utah, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Queen, and Helico, and Jack Evans. Yeah. Which for that being like an impromptu buy-in match. Was really fucking good. And originally, wasn't supposed to be on the buy-in. Actually, wasn't on there till Pac and Andrade got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that was what and, like a and, couple and, days ago. Uh, literally on Dynamite on no, Wednesday. No, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but w- w- were they trying to book Andrade and Pac for the buy-in? No, Andrade Pac was going to be on the main show in the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah. Where uh, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, that was yeah. originally going to be on the buy-in, but Pac Andrade was going to be on the main show. Okay, I was just making sure because, I mean, no disrespect to anything that's on the pre-show match. I mean, obviously. But also, I feel like that wouldn't need to be a pre-show match. It would need to be on the actual card. But, you know, it didn't happen, so it's fine. A big multi-person match like what we got, or even the Casino Battle Royal, if it had been on the pre-show, is what you want on the pre-show. Yeah. Because you want to show as much variety as possible, because even Tony Khan has said, 
the whole point of the buy-in is to get people to buy into the fact that they need to buy the pay-per-view yeah. or order the pay-per-view and watch the pay-per-view. So, like, it makes total sense. Like, so that's why you show like, the, the, like, the, oh, yeah. the widest variety of, of your characters on the show. Yeah. You have, like, literally the laziest wrestler in the world, like the Kentucky gentleman. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these high flyers. You have a, a boyfriend jungle and a lucha dinosaur. So, like... Just seeing that variety of people, somebody like, what the fuck? I have to see this. And th- this was a really fun match. Yeah, it yeah. was. A, it was a really entertaining match. Yeah, it was a really fun opener to what was a fantastic show. I'm really glad Jurassic Express ended up getting on the card in some capacity because I really thought they were going to win the tag tournament and get the steel cage match with the Bucks. You that's, know what? Same. That's yeah, what. I, that's, like, like it they, felt like it should have been them, right? Yeah. 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 When, when yeah. they lost to the Lucha Brothers, I was really fucking surprised. Yeah. I was, yeah. And their, their, that match on Rampage was fantastic. It was great. But it was, great. It was just really surprising because it really seemed like it was setting up for Jurassic yeah. Express to finally get the win over the Bucks. So I was really glad that Jurassic Express did get on the pay-per-view in some capacity. And, like, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus got to, like, show out a bunch yeah. in that match. So I'm glad for that. But also, like, it, Orange, Orange Cassidy, I think, is AEW's maybe most interesting character. So the fact that this was... I'm going to go ahead and guess that this is the most viewed non-WWE pay-per-view in North America since probably 99, I would guess. 98, 99. Oh, wow. Um... I'm just guessing, but that's going to be my... That's going to be a lot of research and numbers. That's going to be my... I mean, to a be lot fair, of that's, my, that's my chef kiss of guess of the learned. night. You and got I, two I new people here watching it, so that's yeah. two new fresh eyes. Yeah, I do I do want to say, like, uh, and I do want to bring this up. Like, you brought up Rampage uh, that mm-hmm. was on Friday. Colt and Wenzel were here for that, and that was... the. I mean, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, that was your first taste of AEW, correct? Yeah. 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 And and I uh, I mean I again correct me if I'm wrong but what y'all think y'all had a good time right oh yeah. hell yeah it it was a good enough time to make me want to come back and uh yeah. experience this literally their only taste of pro wrestling correct me if I'm wrong prior to that had been Kota Ibushi matches against sex dolls <laughs> and um Texas backyard wrestling ESW and those still ESW. rule ESW. yeah oh. no they're really good. Uh, yeah, ESW, bro. Oh, man. Have you not oh seen it? It's like God. a, a deathmatch no. trampoline fed. Oh, shit. What was it's his name? so good. I mean, I had backyard wrestling VHS Are you talking about tape. Austin G? Austin G! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if we're going to go... Well, was that the guy who got killed in the... No, 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 no. I had no idea I was going to have to get into a backyard wrestling federation dick measuring contest with Tanner tonight. That's right. Well, let me tell you I'll something, brother. I'll talk about Indiana Championship Wrestling all uh, had the OG original Backyard Wrestling's Volume 1, 2, and 3 on VHS, brother. Now, VHS was a thing that came out before. I'm aware know, of the VHS. Blu-ray I'm almost 26. I, I was just making sure. I was just making I was sure. born in 95. I you had know, the orange Nickelodeon tapes. As I the oldest too. one here, I have to make sure. You know, just, you know. not I, I, I see you. You want to make the joke. What joke? No. You know. Uh, you see, you thought of it. I wasn't even going to bring it up. You brought the bit back. Just gonna in. say we're still on the pre-show match. <laughs> we are still on the pre-show match, yes. But anyway, uh, uh, man, I did. I did want to say like this. Uh, uh, this will be my only platform to uh, complain. I'm mean, not necessarily complain, but to uh, chime my two cents in, because Matt Hardy has, uh, I believe, I'm paraphrasing, gone on record saying that 
that it was time to change the uh, the broken gimmick up, like to like, just stop doing it. Now, I personally thought that that was poor judgment on his part because he is still literally doing the uh, delete taunts in his own matches. Now that full crowds are back, I feel like what he should have said was the broken gimmick is not working when there's nobody to chant delete with me. So, that being said, I really hate the fucking Hardy family organization, whatever the fuck that's happening. <laughs> yeah, out of all, all the stables, it, like... The, the and AEW loves their is, stables. They love their big fucking group factions and whatnot. <laughs> that they yeah. do. But, like, outside of literally the factory, which is a, literally a joke. Yeah. Like, I'm just... <laughs> and, and like I liked I liked Private Party before they got with Matt Hardy and now they're just kinda backseat to that. You know what? You're not wrong. I, I have and, and the Mountain I've Dew been... guys I can carry. I talk about, are you calling TH two Mountain Dew guys? Yes, Jack that is our code name for those guys. Mountain yes, Dew exactly. guys. Yeah, the Mountain I mean, Dew guys. But it's TH two, yes. I I was like I was because like, I I just like they're the Mountain Dew guys. Because they look like bottles of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Wait, they're TH2, and there's, like, another team called the Hybrid 2? They are the Hybrid 2. Are these weed references? No. Yes, TH2 is a direct weed reference. Who? What, oh, what, that, what, that what's the actual team? They're what? green and also <coughs> huge potheads. What is the That's actual true. team name of the Mountain Dew guys? The Hybrid 2. All right, what is the name of the new guys that are wearing the Nasty Boy vests? Nasty Boy vests? Yes. 2.0? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's oh. the name. Two well, I wasn't wrong teams, then. Never mind. Canon. Two different way different. Teams. One team's Canadian. The other team is not. Yeah, and one of them emulates the Nasty Boys for some ungodly reason, even though the long-haired fellow is pretty entertaining. I don't know if 2.0 is really emulate, emulating the Look Nasty at those boys. vests. I'm I mean, sorry, you weren't watching wrestling back then. Never mind. You. I know who the Nasty are. Boys are. Do Thank you? you very much. Yeah, they Do wrestled you? on Impact in like 20. Yeah, you're probably 16. best friends on fucking MySpace Messenger. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brian Hobbs. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, the pre-show match was pretty fun, actually. Pretty good. <laughs> the uh, Luchasaurus. Tanner's gone to sleep. Was a massive man, and I just loved the way he threw those tiny men around. Yeah. Yeah. He literally like picked them up like toddlers and threw them. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, and Luchasaurus, for you know, no one who knows, is a giant dinosaur man, and who is fantastic. Who moves around like he's a luchador. Yeah, like he's really like limber for a man of his size. I know, like like standing on the mat, uh, shooting star presses. Yeah, like like, and he's like what. Like what six 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 seven minimum a six foot. Five. We will find out. L- Luchasaurus, I'm sure his sh- uh, build height is six five, but I have seen him in person. I would put him at six, probably six five, six 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 seven. That's about yeah. Because I'm six yeah. foot and he is considerably taller yeah. than I am. Like imagine if Kane, six six five. Uh, oh, still pretty fucking tall. Kane and a giant lizard did a fusion dance. And got really limber and did like some more acrobatics. Well, stuff. Kane's really tall. Kane's like six ten. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in, in terms of like, uh, like the the move set is very Kane like, very big man Undertaker, and it was like some you know more agile stuff thrown in, and like some just some killer just tree trunk leg kicks, and also the most probably one of the most toyetic characters in AEW. Yeah, and I might be wrong, but doesn't he have like? 
a doctorate yeah. in like, he history has a master's, or something? Or like a master's degree in history. Yeah. Oh, master's? Okay, cool. I think, anyway. There's a lot of highly educated people in AEW. Yeah, because <laughs> you got Britt Baker, who is a I'm, practicing I'm literal dentist. Literal Some people dentist. say she's a dentist. Some people, Some people might say, say she's the, the, the DMD. DMD. <laughs> you know, it was funny because, like, we were told, me and Colt, that she was a dentist. And then literally after that, every other person that was there or here said, oh, did you know she was a dentist? Yeah, everybody <laughs> like, kept saying, you know, she is uh, a dentist. Hey, like, y'all, did y'all know Britt Baker was a dentist? Like, Dr. Britt Baker. Dr. Yeah. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Like, With the fingies. <laughs> Like, I get it. There's no... Everybody else didn't hear the other person <laughs> say it, but I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. But because Lee literally broke down, like, all the big characters for them last Friday on Rampage, and then everybody else was like, by the way, <laughs> did you know? the exact same spiel you got, y'all heard two days ago. But, yeah. Um, so, um, we're not letterboxing the matches. We're just... <laughs> I'd say I, I say we could letterbox the event as a whole at the end. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll do that. So the pre-show was, was a great warm-up yeah. for what was to come. But moving right along to the first the first actual match <laughs> of that 30 show minutes in. And this one. Uh, it was, a, was a very surprising um, opener, which was yeah. Miro, the TNT champion, going up against Eddie Kingston, the calendar. Yeah, like yeah, I was I was actually surprised this was going to be the opener of the actual pay per view. Yeah, I figured they'd save this to at least the middle of the card. I was like dead ass expecting the uh, the buy in battle royale. I, I was also expecting the battle royal, but also when you think about it, like starting with a match with a feud this hot with two wrestlers that are arguably uh, at least Miro is at the peak of his career right now. Oh, yeah. like starting it with that, and like you know, the, it's a TV title match or a TNT title match, so it's only twenty minute time limit. And starting with that, and like just two like dudes just hosting it up and just hitting the shit out of each other, like I don't think you could have started the show with a better match. I I can't imagine. I don't know what match could have started the show that would have made that crowd hotter, unless you wanted to blow your load and put Punk Darby at match one. Well, which like I got like part of me was thinking they might do that. Did the TNT title match really only have a twenty minute time limit? Mm-hmm. It's twenty. I was about to say twenty I minute mean, time limit, and it went like the it, women's match had like an hour time limit. I believe. Yeah, I, I think it's because the TNT title is. I mean, it's. Tony Khan says the TNT title is on par with the AEW World Championship, yeah. but the TNT title is more of a TV championship and it's defended more on TV. Yeah. So it has a time limit um, concurrent with TV restraint. So like you could defend the TNT title on Rampage, and you know if you gave yeah. a match an hour time limit on Rampage, Rampage only goes an hour. I mean, I, I would be totally okay with a hour long TNT title match. I mean, as Miro with the champion and just about anybody else, you throw like a redacted in there. (laughs) I had no impressions except for what we had from uh, Rampage on Friday. And uh, it was kind of hard choosing who I wanted to win this match because I do enjoy the whole D's nuts thing. But I also (laughs) really enjoy... The I'm a super non-religious person. The whole I love God and I love fucking my wife. I think yeah. that's just funny as hell. Yeah. So it was really hard to choose who I wanted to win. I was a little disappointed when Eddie didn't win. I'll say yeah, that. I was kind of like, man, all this like hype of like, well, I don't believe in your God and redeem these nuts. I was like, damn, this is hype. Like, I mean, maybe you should put him in his place, but you know. Well, the, the thing was like, and I mean, I, I guess it really doesn't matter like where you are in the world, like. 
like, like Eddie Kingston literally said, Ha-ha, your God's not real. And even, uh, they were in Chicago for Rampage, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah they've been in Chicago all week. And, and they were, as soon as he said that, they were, everybody was just like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, I don't like, know where the shit is, but I love Eddie. Back, now, now me, I mean, you know, just me, I was just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like people were taking that to be like an atheistic thing, but he literally took off his crucifixes to go into the yeah. ring. Yeah, exactly. It's Catholicism versus Orthodoxy. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. The, the, Pat, Patrick is right on the nose, and like you really have to. This is going to sound like real like Rick and Morty, but hear me out. <laughs> like you really have to have like a at least a semi understanding of like. Catholicism and how it's or understanding. just like early Christianity, uh, yeah, early Christianity and like the like relationship they have with God is like not a like man, I love God so much. It's like they question God on everything. So Eddie Kingston doing that is very in character, especially if you kept up with Eddie Kingston any time in his career because that's how he's always been. And Eddie Kingston is like one of the goats. Love yeah, Eddie I, Kingston, like I, probably yeah. one of the best independent wrestlers of all time. Oh, I, yeah. I would say it's not even that. I would say that you would just have the basic understanding of that these are two different ideologies within the Christian religion that are clashing right now. Yeah, that's literally all you have to be to be like, oh well, I can still cheer for this. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like um, two sides of the same coin, kind of. Yeah, and yeah. also just a bunch of fuckheads who are like, also got to go to Sunday school. Yeah, and Miro skipped church. Oh my god, <laughs> they both skipped church. <laughs> But it's okay. He's got God's, God's permission to skip church and to kill people and to plow his wife. God. That's fucking funny. That's funny. And like the, the match was just like bumper to bumper, just them beating the piss out of each other. It was a fucking horse battle, and it was amazing. Like these two, oh, two, dude, it was really good. Two big meaty men bumping meat. I didn't realize yeah. <laughs> Eddie Kingston was that tall. Yeah, like like he's, Eddie Kingston is. I have seen. I have met Eddie Kingston in person. He is not a. I mean, he's probably six one six two. He is not a short dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, wow. he's he's taller than Miro. It yeah, looked like at certain points. Yeah. Well, also, I think Miro's, Miro's doing the. Argh! Yeah, Miro's build just like he's very wide set, but Miro's probably like five ten, five eleven. I was yeah. about to say like uh, I've like as someone who has watched uh, Miro during his time in WWE. I mean, he's still a giant jack man. He's actually gotten a bit smaller. Oh, yeah. He is much smaller now yeah. than he is in but WWE. But tone. Yeah, he's way more like, toned. Much more toned. Huge. And much less hairy. Yeah, dude, he's joked. <laughs> much less hairy, yes. And it was it, one of the best exchanges of the, of the match was them just slapping the shit out of each other's, like, like just chopping to oh, the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Miro was, like, purple. Miro's, like, bright pet was just... So red and bright, it was turning black. It it was it was definitely turning purple. Oh, yeah. it was insane. It was legit purple. Um, purple taste. <laughs> yeah, day. yeah, because it was literally on the corner where his nipple is. So it was like it was like spreading. It was insane. Um, yeah, they beat the piss out of each other. It was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Miro obviously ended up winning, but I was like, I was like, you know what? I can't be sad at this. Yeah. Loves to yeah. fuck his wife. Yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna like, be happy either way. But like, I am a little sad that Eddie didn't win because I'm just kind of waiting for Eddie to get that big win. But yeah. that was a killer match. Like, yeah. Great way to like, oh, start yeah. the it legitimately was, show. It was a fantastic match. And I've been trying all night to buy a Redeem These Nuts shirt and a Redeemer shirt, a Miro shirt. It took me forever to find the Miro shirt, but it is on AEW oh, shop. Uh, there's about six shirts I'm waiting to go on sale right now. What is... 
Uh, oh god, that, it's, looks, it's like, that looks like a what? Walter chop. It's Mira's right yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was fucking disgusting. And like I, I've known. I mean, I've watched Eddie Kingston wrestle for about a decade now, yeah. pr- pr- probably since his uh, Shikara Grand Championship stuff yeah. in 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, I've been watching Eddie Kingston for that long, and like I knew he could hit hard, but like the fact that he made Miro's chest. Yeah. Purple, not even red, yeah. but purple is kind of wild to me. Yeah. Also, it makes me extremely happy that that dude's on national TV because he has deserved to make a million dollars a year for about for his entire career. Like, I mean, I, that dude is an all-timer. I I, I knew uh, going into AEW a little bit about Eddie Kingston through the very few times I actually watched Impact, mm-hmm. and he was on there, and I was, I was like, I always thought this he was pretty good on the mic, and he comes to AEW, and he's just knocking him out of the park. He's <laughs> like, just just spitting, like, bars, like, promo-wise, not, you know, badly. Not, 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 like, not like uh, that one guy. Yeah, like that one guy. Who, uh... <laughs> uh have, they, they, have they let him come back? I don't know. Yeah, I they, have no they let idea. him come back on, like, you know, like, the YouTube show. Sort of, like, they're integrating him back in after he says some, like, off Oh, so they, they gave him his own web series. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. Anyway, um, yeah, um, Eddie Kingston, I am, what little I have seen of him, I am a huge fan of him now. I've been trying all night to buy his Redeem These Nuts shirt. <laughs> <laughs> because I will also want to pair it with uh, Miro's Redeemer shirt. And when I got to the actual checkout with all my information and whatnot, it's not like it was a CM Punk debut or anything. I still got a goddamn error message. I, I really wish they would release Miro's trunks as like a five-inch inseam short because, oh my God, I want them as shorts. Have you ever heard of the company Chalkline? No. Well, uh, they came across in a group I'm in on Facebook. They have shorts and pants that are modeled after actual wrestlers' ring attire. I would highly get on that. I've actually talked to one of their representatives, and like I entered my information for a promo code, and they're like, hey, you, do you want to make your purchase? Uh, you're about to miss the cutoff date. And I was like, actually, I mean, even with the, the promo, I can't really stretch that right now. And then... Uh, God, I mean, again, not a sponsor, but Chalkline, one of the representatives was like, you know what? We'll extend your code to whenever you're ready to make your first purchase. And I was like, oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit. That's okay. pretty cool. That's customer service. Yeah, that, that was fucking cool. I will give them that. Like, that was pretty rad on their part. I'm just saying. Like, the first post I saw, like, some guy was wearing, like, some athletic shorts that had the old school, very first SmackDown logo printed all over them. And I was like, ooh. Dude, drop me um, they have Power Ranger shirts. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> they have more than just wrestling stuff. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Oh, my God. Those shorts are pretty expensive. They're like $55. Yeah, they're, I, again, wow. they're, they're, they're not the cheapest shorts. Yeah. The, again, yeah. But, yeah, Eddie Kingston and Miro was great. I would have been okay with either winning. I mean, I would have loved for Eddie to win, but I knew Miro wasn't going to drop the belt tonight. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, like he's, he's, yeah. he's very over right now. We like we all really enjoy his like his shtick. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. granted, like the TNT title does get dropped more frequently than the AEW title, but like yeah. he hasn't really had it that long. Also, I really and I know it's it might be exp- expensive on the company's end, but I really hope they keep the gimmick where each champion gets their own version of the belt at least. Because yeah, I, I do like his version of the TNT yeah. belt. 
like the white and green. Because you know me, I'm I'm kind of a belt connoisseur. And when that belt (laughs) came out with the red strap, I was like, you know what? Uh, I don't. I just don't like the red strap. As soon as they put that TNT belt on a black strap, I was just like, "Oh, hello!" (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure if Eddie ever does win it, it would go to like a black and gold. That would be sick. Because that's like kind of his colors already. Yeah. So they can they can just like recycle that old one. Okay, I'm just saying, fifty five dollars for a tank top is fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, I didn't I didn't say they were Cheap. cheap at all. I just said they made interesting things that I have not purchased yet. (laughs) (laughs) You you just keep it in your your bookmark and just like, one day. I mean, like, when I say they messaged me, it was literally through text message. Oh. So, like, yeah. I was like, like, hey, you can use a print. It's like, I mean, I I don't remember how much the promo code is off, but, yeah, like a pair of shorts is like 50 bucks, and even I'm just like, I better be like $25 uh, off, my man. Like, no, it's probably 10%. Every company does like a But Pat, what it, was the second match on the actual card? Uh, the next match in the card was John Moxley versus the, um, the the visiting challenger from New Japan Pro Wrestling and that Satoshi Kojima, Satoshi. Yeah, now, as, as, as kind of a, 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 a very novice fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, can someone give me a brief history of. Um, so Kojima is a part of what's commonly referred to as the third generation, which includes him, Yuji Nagata, Hiro- Hiroyoshi Tenzan, and uh, Manabu Nakanishi. Yeah. They're seen as the dads of New Japan. Kojima, arguably the most successful out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Kojima, you know, won the IWGP Championship, but he also defected to All Japan in 2003. Won the Triple Crown over there. Won Champion Carnival. He's won the G1 Climax. He's main evented Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, Kojima is like, I, I, when a bunch of people come over, they're like, oh, this guy's hugely successful. But Ko- Satoshi Kojima is truly, like, super successful in New Japan. I mean, he's won tag titles with uh, Tenzon multiple times. I couldn't tell you a number, but multiple times. I, again, won WGP Championship, has challenged for the GHC Heavyweight Championship. Um as recently as probably 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, won the Triple Crown, like I said. I mean, he he has truly done everything you can do in the three, at the time, the three major pro- promotions in Japan, New Japan, All Japan, and uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. So, I mean, he is truly like, nope. I mean, he's older now, so yeah. he's like a veteran now as opposed to like he, he's not main eventing. He's retired from the G1, yeah. but he is still like a... Incredible threat in New Japan. He's still very active. One of the most decorated wrestlers, like still performing. Yeah. And for him to, to come over to AEW is still like a big surprise. Even though we were teased with Tanahashi uh, earlier, we, the, the fact to see Kojima here is still like incredible. Oh, and yeah. Kojima's also wrestled in Impact this year. He he wrestled uh, for Impact. He wrestled Joe Doring. He teamed with Eddie Edwards for an uh, Impact uh, tag title match. And like like Pat said, they did tease uh, Tanahashi coming over, but I think they're still building up to mock Tanahashi probably for the one of the three Wrestle Kingdom shows. Yeah, because, um, like, they decided Wrestle Kingdom, three days. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be three shows now spread across five days. And, like, each one's probably going to go... Three and a half, four hours. Yeah, two of them Jesus. are in the two of them are in the Tokyo Dome, and one of them is in Yokohama, yeah. maybe. 
But yeah, so but Kojima coming over is really cool, and him and Mox was like a, a ideally a very good style matchup. Yeah, I I just I noticed uh, during his, uh, I mean I, I know Titantron is like a WWE thing, but you know like the, the fucking video package with his entrance, there were a couple of shots that looked you know obviously really old. So I. When I saw that, I knew that, wow, this guy has been around for a while. Some of those shots were from, like, 03, 04 yeah. in that Titantron, for sure. Like, when he left for All Japan, um, one of those shots really looked like he had a match with uh, Shinya Hashimoto in the 98 G1. And I'm almost positive one of those shots was from that match because Kojima gets his shit rocked in that match. Oh, shit. Gets hit with, like, 19 DDTs Ooh. from Hashimoto. I mean, like, kicks out the yin-yang. Brain busters. I'm, I, I like. I would bet that one of those shots was from the '98 G1, but I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, some of those shots were like 20 years old. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, I you know, I'm a huge John Moxley fan. Of course, like I, I, I w- became a fan of him when he was Dean Ambrose in WWE, and of course, you know, when he got tired of the bullshit, he finally uh, jumped ship and went to AEW. And uh, I've been a fan of all of his work there. And this was a, also a pretty fucking solid match. Like, when you when you take into account Mox, like, the way Moxley works, like, Moxley really likes to work that, like, deathmatch style. Yeah, a, like, very, a very physical, intense style. Yeah, and Kojima being older that he is, like, I think you could tell that towards the end of the match, Kojima was getting a little, like, worn out. Yeah. But I think for the most part, Kojima kept up. Yeah. And I I think it ended up being a really, really, really good. Like, I liked it just as much as Miro Kingston. Yeah. And, uh, I, a lot of titty slapping in that one, too. Cause a was, lot. Was oh, with, oh, yeah. Like, uh, a bright red titty. Because I, I felt like um, Moxley, uh, like, you know, still hit him with some big moves, but also, like, took really good care of him at the same time. Yeah. And um, didn't take good enough care. Could have let the bread man win. <laughs> Who, the bread man? <laughs> because that, that's his gimmick on Twitter is that he's team bread. He's the bread man. Because, like, it, it, the funny the build up to the match because John Moss is like, fuck this man. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to tear <laughs> his throat out. And then Kojima's just like, I'm, I'm do, I, I don't speak English very well, but I'm going to do my best. I love bread. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> See, that's awesome. I didn't know anything about that. That's great. Because, like, that's, that's, that's also part of Kojima's gimmick. He loves bread. He talks about it all the time. He's been tweeting about it for I've known about him because of Tanner, obviously. Yeah. But I know him mainly because he. I followed him for a few years where he just says, I love bread. Today was a good day. He's yep. been doing the bread club gimmick for probably three or four years at this point. It's a good gimmick. <laughs> I, I was halfway expecting when he was walking out, he would just be throwing slices of bread to the audience. That'd be a good bit. He just licked them and threw them into the crowd. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, I, I guess, and, and granted, you know, again, I, I know the guy. I, I've already forgotten his name, unfortunately. But um, after Moxley wins the match... What happens after that? Pat? We have our first surprise of the night. Oh yeah! When another New Japan staple arrives, and when their theme uh, Kazuki Nagare starts playing, I about shit my pants. Oh, I yeah, almost hit a gotch pile driver out. on Colt. I almost hit a gotch pile driver on Colt. Minoru Suzuki came out, and it was because like he's he's on an extended tour of the U.S. Indies. He's wrestling a ton of. He's wrestling. Um, just a few people: Davy Richards, Dominic Guarini, Daniel Garcia, 
um, Calvin Tankman. I mean, he's wrestling a ton of people in the indies, and he's over here for like two or three months. So the fact that he came out now and is uh, wrestling Moxley, and we come to find out he's wrestling Moxley on fucking Wednesday on Wednesday. Oh my god! In Moxley's hometown of, or in Moxley's like home crowd of Cincinnati is really cool um, because. Suzuki can still go. I mean, Suzuki, like a for Winslow and Colt, like a pioneer of MMA, like can still just, I mean, really go hard. Like, he is not worn down at all. He was actually retired from professional wrestling for, from 90, I want to say 92 to 04. Like, didn't wrestle for 12 years, but did MMA, so he was still in, like, great shape. And when he came back to professional wrestling, he just went ham. And, like, he was, I mean, wild. A, a, a style that you very much have to, like, enjoy to really like him but if you enjoy it he's like one of the best and i think suzuki's one of the best present is just like this belligerent malevolent just brutal man because like part of his gimmick is when he comes during because uh in new japan they'll have like the young boys like the training wrestlers to sort of like set up their ring s people in sort of to keep people out and his gimmick he would just beat the piss out of them (laughs) and with the chair brutalize them and that sort of his gimmick he's just like this wild animal and for him to, 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 to take this extended break in America is unprecedented. Yeah, pretty unprecedented for, like, a New Japan vet. Also, Colt will enjoy this. Huge One Piece nerd. He has actually been oh. in an episode of One Piece. What, what, oh, do you wow. know what he was? I, like, he was a wrestler in an episode of One Piece. Yeah. Like, uh, Chopper's his favorite character. Yeah, Chopper is his favorite character. I, mean, I actually have a shirt autographed by him that is Suzuki's head, but it's based off the gum gum fruit. Oh shit! And that, and that is autographed from. It's the blue shirt that's framed in my office. Fuck yeah! yeah. And, and you know how he uh, he has like his his, his kind of uh, clothes shape and has these little designs cut into his hair. Yeah. There's a bit for a while where he had the the gum gum fruit. Design yeah. Oh, he, he had the design shaped into his head, and his he still says he shapes his head based off of devil fruits. Oh, Fuck cool. yeah! Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, that's why I, whenever he came out, I had chills yeah, automatically. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. I don't know who this is, but he, this is cool. He was recently in an episode of Common Rider, I believe. Yeah, like, like this week like was this, an episode like of Common Rider. This past week, the newest uh, season of Common Rider, he had a special guest star in it. I was like. Holy fuck! Like, did, like my two worlds collide in wrestling. And <laughs> that's that's awesome. Mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, he is like a huge like otaku. Like, he is just super, especially One Piece. I mean, he has been a One Piece fan prob- probably Part since the beginning. Like, he's he's even in a kaiju movie. Yeah, I mean, like, like, he, like he's like enlarged to fight a kaiju. Him and Kota Ibushi. Yep. <laughs> And yep. this wasn't like your your standard like uh, I uh, I'm gonna look at you and like ho oh, oh, I'm here motherfucker no they they, they actually elbows. fucking exchanged blows it Suzuki, was like a mini match yeah Suzuki oh, yeah. choked him out and also like we didn't even mention Moxley's elbow is just bleeding gushing blood so the, the whole first time. elbow strike Moxley hit Suzuki with like it looks like Suzuki's neck explodes because it's yeah. just covered in, in blood. blood yeah and then then he just and he just beats the piss out of John Moxley hits him with yeah. the, the, the guy's pile driver and just like. When, I would never have thought that Suzuki being a and I'm just gonna say it, um, the Gotch the Gotch pile driver cradle pile driver, best pile driver. Go- Gotch pile driver is the best second pile. best variation oh of the pile driver behind God. behind. Listen oh to me, Chris God. Hero's snap pile driver. I've never seen it. Okay, well you need to. You need I'll, to just, I'll look at it. You need I, to look because at because I've never seen it. Chris Hero Snap Pile Driver is be, is a better iteration of the Pile Driver than the Gotch, but the Gotch is a extremely close second. I was just saying, like in in kayfabe terms, the Cradle Pile Driver, you grab them like 
you grab them through the legs, you have more leverage to yes. drive them yes. into the ground. Yeah, because the whole point of the gotch pile driver is like you literally like pick them up like you're doing a power bomb, but instead of turning them all the way over, over you just go and just like immediately drop them on their head. Yeah. So. It's like wrap the leg, wrap your arm through their legs as opposed to wrapping them around their belly like yeah. a normal pile driver. Yes. For those of you who know what a pile drive you, is. You, do I need to demonstrate on Colt right now? Please yeah. don't. I will fucking pile drive somebody right now in this fucking floor right now. That would hurt. Yeah. All right. All right. Hang everybody. We, we got to reevaluate right. the system and... Uh, Three uh, matches. And we are going to let you listen to an ad that we're going to record later. Because or it I could said just so. be creepy ambient drone noises. Or it could be auto-going. <laughs> listen to Chris Tatlander versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, what did everybody think? Hey, Britt Baker, how come I can't buy uh, your boyfriend's shirt yet? I'm so fucking upset right now. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. But, I thought it, no, there's a, this is like another just straight up just a killer match. Yes, it was great. It was fucking fantastic. Actually. Pro- probably my favorite. Notwithstanding the uh, lights out match with Thunder Rosa, probably my favorite Britt Baker match in AEW. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it's hard to beat that that lights out match. That was fucking killer. Fire! But it's like she just covered in blood. But Statlander is my favorite female wrestler in AEW, and I this was fucking hype for me. I can understand why she was awesome. She yeah, has a uh, Colt Winslow. They got to see her for the first time on Friday during uh, her match on Rampage. And she had a show out in the handicap match where she fought two women by herself. And there was just that iconic moment where she had one girl on her shoulder and she caught another girl that went like cross body on her and then dropped them both to slammed her. Crazy. Yeah. Muscled now, woman. I, I, I don't mean – actually, I do mean to bring this up because it deserves to be brought up. There were some shitheads in a certain group, a wrestling group I'm in on Facebook, that wanted to talk – some mad shit about that spot on Rampage. And that was hype as fuck. It was hype as fuck. I didn't understand why they were just, that was awesome. just shitting all over it. It didn't make sense to me. That was Sounds pure... like good old fashioned hate of women. Yeah. yeah. Sexist. Because that was Pretty good much, old yeah. fucking pure strength. That was sick. It was yeah. fucking awesome. Stanlander, I mean, fucking hoss. She, she's, she's strunk. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. I yeah. bet. She could kick everyone in that Facebook group. I, I literally showed that spot to Riley, who d- could not give a less of a shit about wrestling. She was like, oh, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will admit, uh, I mean, uh, when we, when myself, uh, Jonathan, and Patrick here went to AEW Dynamite in, in Nashville, uh, this was, uh, uh, these were dark matches, correct? Yeah, yeah these were dark matches that they filmed, and it was... Uh, Chris Antlander and a wrestler named Big Swole were a tag team in this dark match. Now, while all of us were watching this match, no disrespect to Big Swole because I love Big Swole. She is also fucking fantastic. She's awesome. She is great. And um, 
But when we initially saw the tag team, when we saw Chris Statlander, we all thought that was Big Swole. <laughs> when, when you see like this six foot woman who's just like rippling with muscle, and it's like, oh, that's Big Swole. And it's like, really, oh, that's Chris Statlander. And to think like how she's gone from just sort of like a little like eccentricity on like sort of the like the darker matches. For the for like you know the shows because these are ancillary stories that get people warmed up to like literally having a title shot and just like being one of the the most over women's competitors on the show. Oh, it's yeah. been the, great yeah. to watch because from that first match we saw her to now we were just like holy shit she's got it. We we, we were there for her start. Yep. How crazy is that? And she was there for the women's title in a championship match tonight. Yeah, and it and was a she, great fucking match. And, and then, like you know, she was reaching heights and then got hurt. And uh, you know, I was missing her a lot. Yeah. Now, and, and, and then like immediate, and then when she came back, it was like nothing had happened. You like, know what? She, I do. I do want to mention her comeback because, as someone who didn't get to see it live, I'm pretty sure I was working when it happened. I had to to look up what actually happened online, but. It was uh, some sort of – it was like Kip Sabian and who? It, it was like some sort of like arcade match. Like if, a, if it was Kip it, Sabian, it was with Penelope Ford. No, or, Kip or, Sabian was teaming with Miro during that match, right? Well, like, or, or, was, or was that with they, – They were surrounded by video games, like yeah. the whole match is what I was saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and Chris Statlander, her return after being injured, she <laughs> – Penelope Ford, at one point in the match, walked up to a claw machine and went up to it. And then all of a sudden, out of all the stuffed animals that were in the claw machine, Statlander popped out of nowhere and then punched her through the glass. And it was one of the best returns I have ever seen because in the history of professional wrestling. Awesome. It was so fucking cool. I loved it. Bust out of this claw machine. She, like... Punch the the, uh, the plexiglass screen at Penelope Ford. Yeah, but when it hit her face, it left this perfect like makeup spot splash <laughs> off the screen. So you just see like Penelope Ford's like big like red lipstick splat on the on the uh, window, and plus like where her makeup was just like plastered her. That's makeup. fucking awesome. And it's funny too because that's like I mean I don't know if she was trying to reference that, but you know like in Toy Story, there's those aliens. Yeah, with the, when the claw machine like that's. Because she is an alien, that's her gimmick. Whoa, that, I never thought bit. of that, yeah. Wenzel. That's fucking genius. I love that. Like shit. I was like that, like telling me that. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. I fun. have been chosen. Yeah. Goodbye, my friends. <laughs> like I'm gonna punch this bitch in the face. Like, it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> and just to see like this very like equal exchange and like with like minimal in- interference from like Britt Baker's like cronies, and I I will say for. Rick Baker being the chicken shit heel, she legitimately, you know, beat Chris Statlander. And, like, it was a very competitive match. And, like, that final stretch was just like, holy shit. Yeah, it was a hard-fought battle. I was really sad, but it was a good It was a good. Uh, it, it was one of those things where my heart was torn. Kind of like with Kingston and Miro. Like, I preferred the, the challenger yeah. in those matches, but, like... Uh, like especially Brit Baker, like she really hasn't had the title that long, 
And, and I I love her as champion, right? And they're now. obviously yeah. building her as being like a long term. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that, that's what they were doing with uh, kind of what they're doing with all their singles champions right now. They're kind of like trying to establish it up because AEW still as a whole is a young company. Yeah. So yeah, like you, it got officially started in 2019. Yeah. So like you don't want to be two years in and be like, yeah, we've had like 24 world champions already. Oh yeah. Um, you don't want that. So they're trying to establish some sort of like dominance <laughs> amongst their at least their singles champs. Their the women's like champ. Baker's like like road to being the heel champ because she's been like over for a while. And like, so, you, so for them to finally, you know, get her to the championship spot, like she deserves to be in that spot for a long time. To have like this really dominant heel champion. Yeah. 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 And, and it's crazy too because at this point, like, yes, she is a heel, but she is so over with the fans. She is never booed. And like, it's yeah. to the point where like Red Velvet ha- the past few weeks have been booed because like the fans are just so behind I think they really messed up with Baker having a title match in Pittsburgh which is Baker's hometown and like that crowd just getting so behind Baker and that has kind of carried over and like especially to these like smarkier crowds like Chicago where they've been for the last week and a half essentially two weeks and like of course they're going to be behind Baker versus even a Statlander who was kind of like an indie darling in and of herself all you know not that long but Baker has really come into her own in AEW, and again, being in these smarter crowds and people being like, oh, you know, it's Britt Baker, of course we have to like her, it has really, like, I don't want to say it's hurt AEW, because it obviously hasn't, but it's been like a weird misstep for AEW, where like, she's being booked as a heel, but she is obviously like, Probably the most over women's wrestler on the roster. Yeah. But but yeah. I don't necessarily think that's their fault because like no, it's cause, not because she she was brought in as a face, right? And uh, it didn't really. I, said, I'm not saying it didn't work, but like she was definitely more new and novice yeah, to it. Yeah. So what? Because once she turned heel was when I think like everyone was like, oh shit, yeah. she does have something because that, that, that's where her natural strength is when it comes to like being a performer. Because there's always wrestlers who's like, go babyface, go heel over the course of their career. But there's always usually one alignment that they do better in. Mm-hmm. And obviously, her being a heel is just like, like the shoe fits perfectly. Yeah, and, and this was this was an interesting uh, instance for me because um, uh, uh, at first, I I dug uh, Britt Baker's stick. But then, like... And, and and you can attest to this. I've been I've been watching AEW since its like inception, um, and I uh, Jonathan Pat can tell you for the longest time I I was not a Britt Baker fan. I was not. It was not working for me. Something about that character was not clicking. But but like you said, when she finally went full blown fucking heel with her character, that's when you know what she's great. She's she's fantastic. This was a match where, uh, I mean, again, as much as I wanted Chris Santlander to win, I was okay with Britt Baker winning as well because I didn't think it was her time to drop the belt. She's too hot right now, and she needs to keep it for a little bit longer. Well, yeah. and she's only had it for, like, a couple months, I mean, that. you, you no. said she had it for that long, but I will say, like, AEW, they have been um, – pretty good about like making their titles mean something like the champions they've had have had it for like 
pretty girthy reign. Yeah, like, nobody has had a short reign yeah. yet. I, I, I'm glad we brought this up because I, I took Jonathan uh, down a little history lesson with uh, a certain uh, WCW championship in the certain year of uh, 2000 and how how many times their world title changed in one fucking year, including vacancies. It was like, what, 26? It was 26, including oh, vacancies. Oh, my sweet leaping Jesus. I believe it. It was it was rough. But, yeah, like, uh, Statlander and Britt Baker, it, w- it was a stellar match. It, w- it was great. Probably was the, really uh, again, probably the best non-Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match in AEW. And, and I'm not yeah. saying that as somebody that doesn't like Britt Baker, but I've always felt like she's been world-class on the mic and her in-ring has kind of been behind, not to call her in-ring bad, but her in-ring has always kind of been behind her promo abilities. But I feel like this yeah. match, it really, like, she, I mean, it was, like, the best of both worlds. And, like, she really turned it on for this match. And, and Statlander being as hot as she is right now, it really helped. And, like, they really put on a stellar match. Oh, yeah. And also, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Pat, but Britt Baker, um, you know, you're obviously listening to this show, but your, <laughs> your Scott Hall-inspired gear that you had uh, a few weeks back, mwah, fucking great. I loved it. That was the wettest kiss sound ever. <laughs> it really was. I mean, we've already established that I have to be really close on this mic, so I want to get it right for effect, you know. That's uh, fair. What did you think, That's, Cole? We really haven't heard from you. I really liked it as well. Uh, it was hard. It's just, with this one, uh, choosing who I'd rather have win. In the end, I was still with Statlander because the oh, whole yeah. alien thing. Uh, I thought it was a freaky little thing with a glove as soon as a uh, yeah. uh, dentist put it on uh, and just well, shoved her fist into her mouth, and then can, I was just out. A lot, John. Well, I also think, like, I mean, it also was, like, kind of a one-two punch in, in the, the effect that, A, she's a dentist, and she's obviously gloved up. And B, she really didn't start using this move un- until like the COVID era, I believe, right? Yeah, which is yeah. the weirdest time yeah. to start and so, it. And which then, is like, why hey, she well, puts on the glove. She, no, she would like. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there were times on Dynamite where she would go for the move without the glove. She's like, whoa, 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 Ruby, give me my glove. And then like <laughs> she'll give her the glove, she'll put it on, and then put the move on her, and then her opponent would tap out, and it was great. It was great. It was really good. It's still a very fun move. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Weird to continue doing it during this time. But also, a little icky. It a little icky, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to put I mean, my fingers is, in anyone's mouth. she's gloving up. She's being safe I mean, about she's it. a dentist. She knows the proper that's PPE true, protocol. True. Boom, boom. Uh, Wenzel, uh, I, I couldn't help but notice you were a, um, a, a huge fan of Statlander. Yeah, I really like it. What did you think of this match? I, I thought it was good. I was really disappointed that Statlander lost. But yeah. with everything that you guys have told me, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Um I just want to see more of her. Yeah. I, I oh, like, you will if you continue to watch. The show. <laughs> I lo- I love the gimmick. Uh, I uh, I guess I would be a Statlander stand now. I guess. Uh, v- very very strong. Very. Uh, very tough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she is very strong and can throw just about anybody around in that ring, as she has shown so far. Sometimes two people at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yep. You're awesome, Chris Statlander, if you're listening to this. For some, and she is. And for some reason. Don't, don't worry. As soon as this episode releases, I am tagging her personally. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, hey, if you want to hear a bunch of people that really like your stuff. 
and not even in a creepy way. I mean, and, the, and, the, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, and the thing is too is like watching this when you guys showed me that little like shirt where she's like the ET. I was like, man. I was like, I, I wouldn't mind having some like Stoutlander merch. Yeah, it's a really good shirt. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I honestly am thinking about getting that. Shirt. Like that's pretty. I, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Stoutlander shirt's pretty good. Also, off topic, but that pink, the new pink Omega shirt's pretty good. I don't know There's if anybody. I haven't shirt. seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, I, I've been. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said earlier, I attempted to buy uh, two shirts and I failed because you know, sometimes you know technology fails you. And, uh, you know, I really want to get a certain shirt that we won't talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally on Shop AEW right now. It's not even there. I've been looking. The shirt that we will talk about later is not even there. But the Redeem My Nuts shirt is on there. Yeah, Re- it is. Redeem- but also, I found the Redeemer shirt, the Miro shirt that I do want. I tried to, I, like I said, I, I had both of those shirts in the cart. And as soon as I hit fucking purchase, I got another error message. Me and Pro Wrestling Tees are not the best of friends right now. I'm sorry. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not after this. Also, Statlander, a really fun follow on Twitter. Yeah, really. Like, seriously, a really fun follow on Gr- Twitter. Granted, oh, there are a lot of wrestlers who are really fun on Twitter, especially yeah. the Iron Sheik. He, <laughs> he just cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> you know, like, again, not a sponsor, but there is a, uh, I don't know if it's still on, on, on Netflix. That's how I watched it. But there is a documentary about the Iron Sheik. And I'm pretty sure, um, I mean, spoilers for the documentary, but uh, the ending, it shows how he met his social media team and and why his tweets are the tweets that he tweets and why they are so fucking funny. B- because they yeah. are, like, unhinged, like, yeah. almost share level of absurd <laughs> as far as tweet goes. And, and, like, like for example, like, one he tweeted, like, last week was, like, was like, God damn, E.T., why the fuck did you not phone home earlier and save us, <laughs> yeah. like, two hours? And it's, like, all caps. He's like, you fucking jabroni? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I, this I love, man is unhinged. I love how uh, uh, the Iron Chief can't even walk anymore, but, he, but his uh, his mind's just still still turning. Just still fast turning. as a whip. And I just love how, like, a social media fucking team was just, like, I mean, they obviously had to be wrestling fans to just, like, approach the Iron Sheik and be like, hey, um, we've heard a couple of your Howard Stern interviews. How would you like for us to promote your tweet? <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I, I follow the Iron Sheik. Like, it's great. I oh, love yeah. it. Anywho, next match. Next yeah. match! Because we're currently on the fourth match on this show. Oh. How many matches are there? There's, There's nine on the main show, ten in total. God damn. So we are not even halfway this, this done would with be the, the show? halfway point counting the buy-in. Yeah, this show's going to be right. four hours long. Wh- which match is this? This is the Lucha Brothers oh, taking on the, the oh, man. AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, in a steel cage match. God, this, for as much as I've, like despise the young bucks these past few months when they're doing their douche gimmick they, they, they do their job really well uh, exactly. they that's what hate. i'm saying like the yeah, fact that they are making you hate them is beautiful because oh, yeah. that's what they're supposed to do and i love it i love it there were so many moments throughout this match that i was just like i just want you two to get hurt like right now <laughs> <laughs> but not really they're 
They're acting. They're acting. I understand. No, it's but why'd you whoa, have to pull whoa, out the boot? You can't say that's acting. Well, bro. Because I, I really do feel it's a, it's a great uh, fortunate moment that Colt Winslow got to see like their first like big pay-per-view with like the gang. And it be between, you know, these like tag team veterans who just who like have not only have just like great matches across their career individually, but just like even between each other as teams, just having some some not down drag out matches. But this match oh, for the God. tag team championship, it was probably the one of the most exhausting matches that we yes. saw. Oh, because my God. We, throughout the whole time, we were screaming. We were hollering. We were jumping up and down. You like, guys were drinking. <laughs> Someone said we were hooting and hollering. You know <laughs> Very what? much so. I could believe it. And it, You it, know what? A few alcoholic beverages may have been uh, consumed during the uh, consumption of this pay-per-view. Yes, uh, I'm not going what? to lie. Everyone who consumed alcohol here was <laughs> of age to consume alcohol. Not a, no one was underage here at all. Yeah, I know. I was just saying. Just, uh, I don't know. Piper looked kind of suspicious. Oh, shit. Did know. Darwin and Piper get into it? Pat is also wearing a fantastical Lucha Bro shirt. It's pretty right sick. It, it's because glistening I, in, in the fucking light. Because I, I got Liz and I a Lucha Brothers shirt that Penta only sells during his like tours in Mexico. I mean, it's a oh, snack huh? days for, for Liz and I. Back when we were uh, tag teaming the art conventions. If I'm not mistaken, though, is that the PWG championship on them? Yeah, that yes. totally is. Okay. Yeah. And very uh, NWA uh, television championship looking belt there. It's weird. Very much so. It's and weird. Just like the frenetic pace of that that this match had, it was just back and forth. Like I can't tell you all the different spots. It was exhausting. Like I just wanted I mean, to be over. Not in a bad point. way. Not in a, like. This was, uh, I think it's a fair uh, uh, point to, to mention that all of us were tired at this point. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I don't uh, think I've ever went as crazy for a match that we have watched together, including NXT pay-per-views, including man, WWE pay-per-views. I don't know. That's a tall order. We've gone pretty fucking ham for some I, takeovers. I'm before. aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I have never lost my voice, and I feel like it is going. I can still understand you, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I feel good. like it is going. I may wake up tomorrow. <laughs> but oh, oh my god! Like I, um, I, I've always, I've always heard of uh, the Young Bucks. I've, I've always like, I've always seen like the clips and whatnot. I, I become like a, a fledged like observer of this tag team until AEW, and. I'm not gonna lie. They're they're really good at what they do, heel or face. They can put on any persona they want, and I feel like it works. Not to mention they are phenomenal workers in the ring. These oh, guys yeah. are work fucking horses, and they're great. And, and and also the Lucha Brothers. Oh oh my god! Like again, uh, the, everything that I applied to the Young Bucks, I it's literally the exact same thing to the Lucha Brothers. Like they're fantastic. Like, um, like, like I, I live with Patrick here. We're roommates, and like he he's he knows more about the Lucha Bros than I do. Like, hell, he, again, the fantastic shirt here, and again, they they've been around for a very long time. But I didn't get like a really good like dose of the Lucha Bros until AEW, and I, I can't stress this enough. I'm so glad that this company exists. <laughs> like I am a 
huge fucking AEW mark, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I mean, it really, too, like, you really wouldn't have got a huge dose of the Lucha Brother, because even watching Lucha Underground, and Pat, you're the only person, other person here. That I still want to watch him. that, by the we're, way. We're, we're I, I've it. seen, like, the first two episodes, and I'm, I'm sorry. A, a Lucha Underground retrospective would be really fun. Ooh, but yes. um, okay. Pentagon and Phoenix never teamed, really, in, a, in Lucha Underground. It wasn't until they started taking independent bookings that they were booked as the tag team and brothers. And then AAA finally started using them because they got so popular in Lucha Underground. AAA, which AAA, like, helped fund Lucha Underground. Yeah. AAA was finally like, oh, we should probably, like, book these guys higher up the card. Kind of like what they did with Aerostar and Drago. Yeah. Because Drago, Aerostar, and Phoenix and Pentagon were, like, the big four that really got pushed. And they were like, we should really start booking them. And then Pentagon and Phoenix started getting uh, PWG bookings, and then they just started getting booked everywhere together like as a tag team and singles like every big show on the indie feds in like the mid 2010s like you were guaranteed to see Penta and Ray Phoenix there like about any time you can imagine yeah and then there was a ton of copyright issues so Pentagon Jr. had to go by Penta L Zero Merido and Phoenix had to become at one point he was King Phoenix but then he was Ray Phoenix which it's the same thing yeah Ray is King in Spanish, yeah, and 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 I, I really, I'm I'm really gonna feel fucking bad if I'm wrong here, but like I, I might be imagining this, but Pat did. It's the first time I remember you uh, telling me about. Didn't like Ray and Penta like? Didn't they partake in the like the the intersection wrestling kind of thing, like at the red light? Like, didn't that how they got their start? Like they did matches literally when people were parked at an intersection, and they would do like stuff for tips. Am I, I making this up? I, Am I'm I not, wrong? I'm not going to say they didn't do that because, like, with like how humble a lot of Mexican wrestling can be, I'm, I guarantee that they did that at some point. I, I can't independently confirm that that's I, how they got the, started. I, I, I'm not I, saying like, uh, well, shit. That, that's, I may have fucked up here. No, that that is how like a bunch of like, I mean, that is like a a very common. Especially yeah. in Mexico, practice is yeah. a bunch of people. I mean, like uh, if you've ever seen the David Arquette documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Arquette yeah. wrestled in those. No, red no, no light that's matches. the thing. Like I, I had seen clips of that, um, uh, b- before that, before, and I was just like, holy! As someone who has watched wrestling as long as I have, seeing that, I was like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. There were people like literally having matches on like, like a street. Like it wouldn't right now. shock me just because I mean there's so many people like we never even know about yeah. like them going under different gimmicks, all mm-hmm. of that. I had never heard of Pentagon Junior and Phoenix. To, like I'm, to I'm, Lucha so, Underground. I'm sorry, if, uh, I'm, I'm obviously making this up. I could have sworn you were the one who told me that that they like kind of almost got their start doing stuff like that. I mean, just considering like how like tenured they are, I've. I bet it's about any amount of money comfortably that they they have done that at some. Yeah, point. it's kind of like the same thing as like Andrade has been wrestling since he was fifteen, fifteen or fourteen. Like they yeah, he was like that big around. Yeah, like but he, like little yeah. skinny little well, boy. T- and now he's just like the yoke to this like Mexican wrestler <laughs> at AEW. Well, to any hardcore wrestling fan who just so happens <laughs> to be listening to this impromptu wrestling episode that we're fucking doing out of the blue, I'm sorry if I am wrong or right. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, um, Penta and Phoenix's. Um, like, I will tweet story. them right now and be like, "Hey, did y'all ever do this? If if you did, just say uh, zero medio." <laughs> but this, but again, this match like is, uh, it, it was fantastic. I was, I, I haven't, 
I haven't felt this. Um, this felt. I haven't felt this electric about a tag team match since probably I believe it was again another AEW match, but the Bucks versus Omega and Hangman Page. I yeah. was about that, to bring yeah. that up because I, I remember that match in particular just being. Fucking, fucking That was that re- revolution. Was that re- last yeah, revolution? And they it went was like, like the last, what, like forty minutes. It was like the shit? last pay per view we watched before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 I, and like this pay per view after that match, I was like, I'm yeah. tired. Colton, Colton <laughs> but, Wenzel, I don't know if like, uh, uh, hell, I'll even buy it for you just so y'all can see it. Just make sure both of you are around to watch it. <laughs> but uh, that match, like, if I have to rent y'all that revolution pay per view, t- just so y'all can watch. The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Heyman Page. It, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No cage, but still a fucking banger. That, that that level of intensity and just like all the like fall finishes, just like oh fuck, come on! Like every time you think like, it's over, it's, it keeps going. And just a, just a level of just like physical intensity, whether like every time they one person hits and the other one hits them back, yeah. thrown into the cage, thrown over top of each other. And then they hit like this crescendo where the fucking Bucks pull out a gimmick they haven't used since PWG, where they fought Candice LeRae and you know the, the now canceled shithead Joey Ryan, where they pulled out a shoe covered with thumbtacks on the bottom of it. And when I tell you they fucking laid the fuck into Candice LeRae's head, like her whole head was gushing blood. Yes. And they just nearly missed her eye. And then they pulled that shit out again for this match. Yeah. They fucking obliterated Penta and Venus. Like, they were yeah. gushing blood. Yeah. Especially I, I, Penta. Penta was already, already bleeding, bleeding before that. Yeah. yeah. Was bleeding Penta, so Nike got pulled out. I don't remember exactly at one point, but uh, at, I don't know if it was before or after the Bucks started ripping his mask open, but Penta started pissing blood out of his face. Yeah, and like, I was, was like, "Oh my god!" I w- we were all concerned, like, like legitimately. His eyes were filled with blood. Yeah. Probably like the best blood, like bleeding I have seen in a wrestler, probably since Lucha Underground. Because I mean, really, AEW doesn't really lean super heavy into. Bl- I mean, granted, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa is <laughs> that, that was a pretty bloody match. Yeah, but a lot of the blood has been kind of incidental to the match, with with, with a few exceptions. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would say since like a scripted pro, a super scripted program, since a since Lucha Underground, I haven't seen a ton of blood like that. But especially Pentagon, because Pentagon is like notorious now for like he kind of just goes through the motions, especially in non AEW matches. Yeah, to see him bleed that much, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, with someone yeah. like with his pedigree, who's done like a hundred and ten thousand matches, and like also like to, who's done as much like hardcore stuff as he's done, like I've yeah. seen him just like piss buckets of blood. Now, like, like his his match with Vampire and Lucha Underground, I've seen. Blood literally pour out of his head. Now, now granted, uh, and I, I really hope I'm wrong here. I, I do now. Uh, Penta, he does he have contacts in one or both eyes usually, when he wrestles? He usually has them in both eyes. I think he has them in both. I now, now again, I really hope it wasn't an eye injury, but I also feel like the fact that he had uh, contact lenses in his eyes somehow made his. His bleeding looked a little more gnarly than it did. It did. I oh, yeah, say, yeah. If I had to guess, the blood was literally getting behind the contact. Yeah, yeah it looked pretty red. So it looked like his eye was while. exploding. Yeah. 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 We, like, again, we were we were all concerned, but but at the same time, we 
Jesus Christ, we got we got a stellar fucking match out of both of these tag teams. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve these two tag teams. They, they oh my god, because we fuck out of each other. Because when you know when we we all started watching AEW, these were two tag teams I sort of latched onto initially. Yeah, and just seeing them go as hard as they did, and you know just the various levels of storytelling, and finally like. When they fight, well, Lucha Brothers finally won. It was oh man, oh my god. Because like when they finally, because I was, Shit. I walked in this match thinking the Bucks were going to win. They were going to yes. hold these titles. I yeah, same. Yeah, I and honestly, I kind of thought they should have dropped it to Jurassic Express a couple weeks. ago. I thought Jurassic well, Express should have been, been in this match. This match. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes yeah. Like no disrespect to the Lucha Brothers and God, and mm, again, uh, they won and good God fucking damn. They deserved it for what they did. Yeah, and, hell, what they have done, and not just this company, for in professional wrestling in general, but at the same time, when we were all watching that match happening on Rampage, we all were like, could, even when the Lucha Brothers got that pin, we were all like, huh. Really? It kind of should have been Lucha. Uh, I mean, uh, not Jurassic Lucha. Uh, Jurassic Express, Express right? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I thought they should have went with that, but... At the same time, I am not fucking mad at the fact that the Lucha Bros won. Hell, I fucking, Jonathan, I was fucking crying. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, you have no. I, I, this is not a dig. This is not a bit. This is not, no. Do you know how fucking happy that made me? You were over there. You were crying, literal tears of joy that the Lucha Brothers won, and you. You are still now. fairly new <laughs> into wrestling. Like you've yeah. only been watching for what a year, maybe a, two a years. Little, two years. Oh yeah. I cannot say this. Literally, my one of my goals since I mean since like just being close with everybody, especially like you know Colt Winslow and Jonathan, has been to try to even get them to understand wrestling a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like without AEW, it wouldn't be possible. And to see Jonathan have that emotional reaction <laughs> yeah. to Lucha <laughs> to a uh, fucking Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks match. <laughs> I was just like, I, we did it. I, big big like Tony, when, we did it. Because when fucking Penta jumped in front of Phoenix to that, protect oh, him, oh, I, I was like, no, this is happening Yeah, there, right there was now. a moment uh, earlier we mentioned, this is when the Young Bucks brought out the shoe that had the thumbtacks mm-hmm. on the bottom, right? Yeah. They put it on, and they were about to hit Ray Phoenix with it, and then Penta literally just fucking baseball slides in front of him like, no. And this no, is already, like, I'm like, after oh his face is God. fucked up. After he's already been, like, beat to hell. Like, he goes to take that attack for mm-hmm. his younger brother. Like, oh, my God. I mean, like, I, I, have, I have watched a good variety of wrestling this year. It's definitely not the widest variety I've ever watched, but I've watched a lot of uh, pro wrestling Noah, a lot of ICW No Holds Barred, uh, the big WWE matches, big AEW matches. I am hard-pressed to say this isn't my match of the year. Just because, like, the storyline in it and just, like, the pure athleticism in it. And, like, is, the emotions. Like, we were all, like, I, I even. We were hooting and hollering. Like, yeah. Like, we were we going were fucking like, nuts the whole time. Colt and Wenzel. <laughs> like, like, we were all, like, standing. I was like, screaming, by, by too. What was y'all's reaction to, like, some of the big moments and to, like, reacting to us? <laughs> like, uh, I, I honestly, I don't think I pay attention to anyone else in the room because I was just laser focused in on th- this match because uh, 
As soon as uh, the uh, Young Bucks started pulling on their masks, I was like, this is so fucking disrespectful. Yeah, This I is know, fucked right? up. You can't do this. And then I saw, no, no. I saw uh, Pentagon with the blood covering his face, and I was like, mm, that's that's very... Uh, I'm worried about you, but yeah, exactly. you do look yeah. very cool. I'll say that. Uh, it's a great effect, but at the same time, it, it does cause a bit of concern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there, there were, like... Kind of like a couple Matt Hardy moments where I'm like, oh no, like, should, should this like, match continue? And, 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 and this brings on like, and, and uh, <coughs> you know what? I'm going to let you finish. Please finish. I was going to say, uh, the one part that I was really excited about was, uh, I can't remember which one of the Lucha Brothers it was, but they climbed to the top of the... Uh, Ray Phoenix, Ray yeah. Phoenix. Ray Phoenix climbed to the top of the cage and was just, and fucking jumped on him. That shit yeah. was wild he to me. He fucking leaped off, and, and their cage, like... First of all, can we get like a uh, as the kids say, poggers in chat for how smooth the cage fits onto their ring? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nice. no ring assembly acquired. It's yeah. because there wasn't a door. No, no, no. Like normally, like I mean, uh, mo- my most of my wrestling knowledge comes from WWE because I mean that's the one that's been along. That's been the only promotion yeah. in America since '01 that yeah, has a, exactly. any sort of national yeah. stage. Like I was there for the for the Attitude Era. I was there for when WCW and ECW closed their doors. But you know WCW reigned supreme. I mean, no, I'm sorry, WWE. Sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, WWE. <laughs> what? <laughs> WWE's been around for a long time, and as far as I can remember, even even when they had like a solid one piece cage. They at least had to have like some sort of like crew there to like mm-hmm. make sure everything was okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not just you know sucking AEW's cock here or anything, but <laughs> all they did was like lower the cage and everything was hunky dory. So you know, it was a smooth transition. Hell, they even have room between the fucking ropes in the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I mean, mm-hmm. just yeah. a little bit, not too much. Where it's like they can even stupid. get between the fucking cage and the in the apron. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But oh my god! Like, th- probably my favorite cage setup in. I mean, I know right. In a while, it, I mean, I can't think. I of mean, anything that else. is the same cage. Like, I mean, like I know, like Cody Rhodes and Wardlow had the first cage match in AEW, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that moonsault that Cody Rhodes did, where I mean, he did like shatter his fucking ankle, correct? He broke his. He hurt his foot. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I mean, great. That was that, that was a rad fucking move. move. Goddamn, yeah. it was fucking awesome. But like, man. I, I, I forgot who said it. I don't. I, I'm sure it was somebody in our friend group. Maybe been Pat. Maybe been Justin. It, it, it's anybody. But it, whoever said this quote, it holds true. When professional wrestling is good, there is goddamn nothing like it. <laughs> nothing like it whatsoever. There's really not because like, there there's not a sport. Or entertain. I mean, the only thing I can think that I hit that hits that like emotional high with me is going to sound super nerdy, but it's like out of things I've watched within the last probably two years is like Evangelion, <laughs> and like not to compare <laughs> wrestling to Evangelion because no, it's two totally. It's different very things. anime, but pro wrestling is very like it, you have to hit that high notes. But when you hit those high notes right, it's like. It, I mean, it's like nothing else on the planet. Like, it just hits all... Like, you get the athleticism, you get the... Com- com- like, the... Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Of, of, like, a, of sports. But you get, like, the athleticism, and you get, like, theater, 
Yeah. And you get like you know, like good storylines. Like when it hits, I mean, no. pro wrestling yeah. fucking yeah. hits exactly. And, like, and like I know, like a lot of people give wrestling shit because it is scripted. But like these the people same, are working hard. I mean, One, they're they're working hard, and like just looking at Penta, like they're getting hurt. Like it's not. It's not I mean, like it's this is fake. Literally, you cannot fake cutting, like getting cut and bleeding. Listen, no, no that's I the mean, thing. you can blade. Even blading, though, you are yeah. still bleeding yes. your own blood. Literally, it's not packet. literally, quite goddamn motherfucking, literally, blood, sweat, and tears that these men and women are giving to people for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, and, 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 and you gotta love it to fucking do it. But when when we would compare this to, like, say. UFC or like MMA in general, like I appreciate MMA. I yeah, love martial same. arts and stuff like that. I like watching a good fight, but yeah. most fights don't last that exactly. long. They exactly. They most like that. M- most fights end within the first minute. Like yeah. if you're going like all out. Like I, I'm, I'm not saying it, like you know what? If there's like a, a local, not even, I mean, you know what? Local, a fighter you like, if you want to rent the, the particular pay-per-view that that person is on just to support him, go right ahead. But as someone who appreciates that sport, but also appreciates the value of the goddamn dollar, <laughs> odds are you can see the finish of said fight on, like, with, any social with, media within network. Within 90 seconds. Within 90 fucking I seconds. Like, the GIF will, will surmise, like, an entire UFC fight. Not to disparage it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. like, just with... I, I couldn't think of another time, probably since the Revolution match with the Bucks and Hangman Page, where we were... Like, everybody was just so into it. Like, we were jumping on the ground so hard. People was like, that floor's about to fall. Yeah, through. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Again, Riley had came here to, to bring me some food, and... Oh, she well, she fucking sat down could, and watched could not give a could not give a less of a shit about professional wrestling. She's like, well, I gotta sit down and watch this. She's fucking yes. I, I mean, that I've been amazing. with her for over two years, and like I can again, she really liked the Statlander spot yeah. on Rampage, and I feel like I feel like I'm getting her slowly. But um, <laughs> she she sat down. She's like, well, shit, I gotta kind of watch. Was this. it was it the match I got her, or was it us and how? I, into I think it, I we honestly were. think a little both. But is is that not what professional wrestling it's, is? It's, it's all off it's the all crowd it it's, it's fucking fantastic. I love, I, I love wrestling so much. Oh my god! I'm so glad we have been talking about wrestling. This so whole time. it's it's kind of like what you were bringing up with UFC pay per views. I think the disconnect with UFC pay per view, like UFC fights and w, and wrestling fights, like AEW in particular, is there's no storyline for a lot of UFC fights. I mean, some yeah. of your main event, like when I watch, uh, or like, at least not like in the moment, most of the yeah. time these narratives are formed after the fact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like with a bunch of MMA fights, I love the freak show fights. Like I like, uh, Floyd Mayweather versus tension, uh, Nakuzawa. Like I love that match where he fights a kickboxing prodigy and beats him in two minutes because just like, Tension can't compete with Floyd. Or like Floyd Mayweather versus whichever Paul brother it was. Or oh Floyd God. Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Uh, and I like watching Conor McGregor fights because Conor McGregor... It was Logan Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul. And Conor McGregor kind of gets the pro wrestling aspect of MMA. Like, Conor McGregor knows how to cut a promo, well, at least better than some fighters. Yeah. But it's like pro, pro wrestling just hits harder 
because like I I care more, and I yeah. think that's like the overall thing is people care more about these characters than they do in MMA yeah. fights. Well, well yeah, and there, there's a, there are a lot stronger and more striking personalities yeah. too. Well, I mean, but, but most yeah. like MMA fighters are just like regular dudes. Well, like, yeah, these these. Characters. I mean, they're they're exceptionally trained, and they all could whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. But like you, you know, they they, they kind of have a this average is, this Joe is, type of. This field. is combining. I, this might sound really pretentious. It's like combining theater with gladiator battles, because yeah, yeah. because I mean, with these characters, they are actual characters. Are they getting actually hurt? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, um, and then they're actually crafting storylines. Like it's not like when you see these fights, you see these guys. You know, they're in their prime. You know, they knock somebody out. They beat the shit out of somebody. That done and done. Like that's it. There's no. There's no storyline. There's no character. There's no personality. Like you said, there are real people. Now you'll have stories outside of that where they might get into like some kind of like controversy or do something or say something. But that's kind of it. You well, know. Well, well, Winslow, I, and I am really fucking glad you brought this up because, like, I mean, again, like I, I joke around and call myself a. I mean, I. I I like to consider myself a pro wrestling historian to a point. Like, sometimes, like, even if I'm not watching at the time, I will make a point to look up, like, what was going on, like, with that storyline, what was going on behind the scenes. Because, hell, like, I think we can all admit that sometimes what's going on, like, backstage is more entertaining than what we see on oh, for Yeah, yes. for sure. You can get the same level but, of like, drama. Yeah, but Wenzel brought up the fucking Gladiator days, and that is uh, – I mean, it's pretty much the start of pro wrestling. Like, pro wrestling, like what? Like, I mean, earliest days was like, what, the circus? I mean, no, I mean, really like, pro even wrestling. Even before that, I actually. mean, even in Greco-Roman wrestling in yeah. fucking ancient Greece, I yeah. mean, there was max match-fixing for the purpose of entertaining yeah. audiences. I mean, a, a form of pro wrestling has been around since, like, a- re- ancient yeah. times. Ancient times. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, it hasn't been like, oh, shit. Hercules is on the top rope or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's but, like to to an extent, like yeah, there's been match fixing and like, hey, fight for entertainment purposes, yeah. not to actually kill someone. We'll see. Yeah. We'll Has see, been going on forever. The, the yeah. interesting, the interesting thing about sports is that you know, with the other side, with like sports, like football, MMA, UFC, you know, all these like, like I mean, they're like combat sports, like. You have this thing. Violence. You have this thing where what? It's, uh, Not Christ. domestic violence. <laughs> oh Jesus! Domest- Domesticated violence. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Took it that's a new. That's a new term I've never heard before. But <laughs> well, because um, I'm also I'm also zooted as fuck. So um, I'm probably going to edit this out. Who knows? I mean, you probably should. Um, <laughs> even though everything Why? was purchased legally, I'm just saying it was. Anyway, with a lot of these combat sports, you have. What, is, what they're always referred to as modern-day gladiators. Yeah. Because they are. They are putting their bodies on the line and hurting themselves. Yeah. But it's never to the extent like wrestling is where you're combining that with theater, with a show, with yeah. actual, like, written lines. Because, like, you know, no football player is like, all right, like... I'm going to be the little joker out there, guys. All right? <laughs> I'm going joker today, boys. I'm going to go yeah, joker. Because mo- most every other sport, like, you know, I'm a pretty big football fan, but a lot of the narratives that get built around football come around after the fact. Yeah. Yes. now Because it's kind of hard to do that in the moment. Now, with, like, with college football, you won't see this, but, like, with, uh, with like, more, like, NFL and stuff, you have these football players who be like, or, 
or just athletes who become like these celebrities, like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. huge, huge superstars. You yeah. say that now, but we live in a college town where a lot of college players are huge celebrities. Yeah, but like that's different from like somebody who's a national celebrity. Yes, yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you because you know Tom Brady is known. All across the country, yeah, yes. yeah, and then or, you ha- or and take like Cristiano Ronaldo, for instance, like mm-hmm. a worldwide celebrity, yeah. But, play soccer. but like you have these, you have these characters who probably have agents or probably have who knows what's going on behind the scenes. They actually might like do ridiculous stuff behind mm-hmm. the curtain mm-hmm. that like will get put in the news for publicity's sake. Yeah, that's where you see them trying to mimic this kind of drama that's in wrestling that can also be behind the curtain in wrestling. But you yeah. can you can see where like where like I can understand completely and I fully like get it like wrestling the love and appreciation for it. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I would I care would... more about other sports if like they just straight up said your God's not real. Suck these nuts. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I just want to say like I, I forgot to finish the like the main point I was going to make when I brought up MMA in the first place. But I'm glad you brought up what you did because now I have two points. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's like, 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 um, like Jonathan said earlier. Sometimes, if you rent, like, you know, say, like a boxing uh, event or an MMA event, you know, sometimes yeah. somebody will get, sometimes somebody will get knocked out immediately. And I'm not saying, you know what? Support whoever you want to support financially yeah. with your money. You know, do whatever you want. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't. However, this is also why I love professional wrestling because. You're paying a, a a set fee, a flat fee, and you know going in, you're going to get at least some sort of show. Yeah. You pay like 60, 70, 80. Hell, I'm, I'm sure some, I'm pretty sure I heard like some of these fights go up to like 90 bucks on pay-per-view. Yeah, some, some, they're bo- fucking some boxing yeah. matches will be like 75, $85. Yeah. And again, like I'm not saying – I'm not going to say buying it is a bad idea, but – because this is just me. This is just me. God of War is twenty bucks at GameStop. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. At least when you're buying like a pay per view, say, like like we've done tonight twice. Good God, y'all are fucking troopers. I will throw anybody whatever money they need for the fact. I will say that exactly, <laughs> obviously. But um, God, we had to rent that twice. That's crazy. And also, I will argue the fact that uh, MMA and maybe even a little bit of professional boxing has gotten to the status that it has because they borrowed bits of professional wrestling. Oh, my God. And also, too, like... They've been doing that stuff for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, Muhammad like, Ali has said for yeah. a fact, I mean, when he was still alive, that he took his sting, uh, uh, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, from Gorgeous George, who wrestled <laughs> in the 40s and 50s yeah, and 60s. Yeah. Muhammad Ali literally based his promos off of yeah. Gorgeous George promos. Yeah. Well, and, and then, like, Mike Tyson's trainer talked about how, like, because Mike Tyson wasn't that great on the mic, how they built him as this, like, super monster that yeah. just mm-hmm. destroyed people. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, like we have said, like, you know, I'd rather watch, like, a four-hour wrestling pay-per-view than, like, a five-second boxing match. But yeah. watching those old Tyson fights yeah. where yeah. he you know just what? destroys also people too, is interesting. What's also, too... Something that's interesting is that, you know, fixed fights 
you know, were a huge deal back in like, you know, 20th still century. Still are. Yeah. <laughs> still, still are, obviously. But like, you know, it's not like – because I say this because I bring up Mayweather and Paul. Now, people were – like there was so much hype surrounding that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like – I'm trying to think. Somebody I think Is did really win. Happened? It already it's happened. Did. No, it Wait, happened. Floyd Mayweather and Paul – Logan Paul, Logan Paul yeah. fought, and it went to a, a split decision. Yeah, because they basically kind of drug it out with them. Like, from right. what I understand, it's the like Paul it, brothers are very. It, good. it was it's an ex, it right. was an exhibition match that did not count on any All official right. record. It was basically well, no. What I'm saying is that the, you have these two huge celebrities, mm-hmm. and they're basically, from what I heard, were hugging. Yes, yeah. we're basically mm-hmm. huggling, and that's the thing is that this like isn't like obviously publicly a fixed fight. Yes, but <laughs> for the purpose of like money and showmanship yes they carried it out and they got a ton of fucking money yeah mm-hmm. i mean it, i mean it's like it's kind of like the mayweather mcgregor fight because i mean with the rule set they were fighting with you also have to look at the rule set they're fighting with certain weight gloves and you know connor fought a boxing match you will about connor mcgregor but he has also borrowed a lot from professional wrestling Even oh Floyd yeah Mayweather. oh Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's, that's what I was, yeah Floyd mayweather has wrestled at wrestlemania he wrestled no BS Paul White at WrestleMania 24 in I Orlando, say Florida. He wrestled him, but I mean, I, I, one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time is Floyd Mayweather vs. Big Show. I will die on that hill. I don't care. But <laughs> like, they have borrowed. Wow, <laughs> you're gonna die alone. They sir. have. They, <laughs> oh my god! You, you gotta watch what the absolute fuck? Factor. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it we, because it's entirely. Oh, it's a top. Oh it's a top 15 match at WrestleMania we, ever. WrestleMania as a whole is not known for their great matches. They're known for their big moments, but they're not known for their great matches. You, are Mayweather, you telling me that Big Show and Floyd Mayweather was a big moment in WrestleMania? It, no, history? it's not. But as far as a great match goes, it is a top. A great match. A top. Oh a top. Justin. A, a uh, top fifteen <laughs> match in WrestleMania oh, history. Oh, Justin! I will die on the oh, hill. Justin, on. We've already right, been no, here. No, 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 halfway through this guy. Wait, we got it. We gotta keep going. Next, we're probably about to hit the two-hour mark. Anything? Do we any, need to take another break? Well, what's the next match? The next match is the Women's Battle Royal. Can we just say oh, final thoughts on the Lucha Brothers versus... It was fantastic, and was. I loved every bit of it, yes. <laughs> Very good match. I love them all. Lucha Brothers, I am now a fan of you. Young Bucks, do not be disrespectful to my friends. 10 out of 10. <laughs> all right. mean, odds are they're going to be disrespectful to them on Wednesday, but, you know, it's all in good fun. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do say I, th- I think that's probably my favorite match of the oh. year so far is and like if you would have told me going into the show that I would have liked that match that much I wouldn't have believed you but also like Pentagon put on like a world class performance yeah so 100% I, I like the bit where he, where he hugged and kissed his daughters and they're crying her eyes out oh my god covered in blood like, he's literally and, covered in so much blood and we we haven't mentioned this yet but um and uh I'll, I'll find the pictures um <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure the source of the actual pictures are on the said pictures. But we were playing a, a particular uh, game that involved uh, – may or may not have involved alcohol. I just drink water. No, uh, <laughs> he is a fucking liar and a charlatan. That is a lie from the pits of hell. <laughs> fat-ass lie. Somebody, out of the kindness of their hearts, decided to come up with a uh, AEW all-out pay-per-view drinking game. And we abided by all of those rules tonight. And you know what? As I was looking at the rules, do you know the one rule, shockingly enough, that we did not drink for? 
And please correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't. I don't remember any of this. I mean, maybe like maybe in the um, the uh, Omega Cage match later on, but other than that, outside interference, not that much. Nah, not that much at all. Actually, we drank a couple. We drank it during the women's championship match. I know. For outside interference, no. Yeah. Uh, no ju- I Justin so. called it. No, no, no. I thought we were going to because uh, uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but for the women's championship match, there was a moment when Chris Santlander was outside the ring and she was about to get counted out. Also, the fucking count out of fake out happened like at least four times tonight. That bothered me. Like they get they get to nine and they run back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I swear to God, at least all right, not four, but uh, guaranteed. It was at least three times. Three times, three wrestlers reached a nine count and then jumped in the ring. Now this moment where Statlander was about to get in and Orange Cassidy, I thought Orange Cassidy was gonna like physically pick her up and throw her into the ring. (laughs) But I'm actually glad that they went with uh, Orange Cassidy because you know Orange Cassidy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, is the laziest professional wrestler out there. But when Statlander was about to lose via countout, uh, Orange Cassidy got fucking loud and angry. He was like, get up! Get in, the, get in the damn ring right now! And then fucking Statlander got in immediately, and it was great. How did we go back on a match? Because, <laughs> because I'm bringing up the fact that the fucking 10 count <coughs> happened at 9 three times in this pay-per-view alone. I'm just saying, I pay attention Contrary to popular f- f- fucking belief. So what's the next match? Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm, pay, I'm paying attention to the The time. Lucha Brothers are the champions. We're all off tomorrow. Besides yeah. uh, Look, I'm the only one that's working. I don't want to hear anybody bitching. Fuck y'all. We're going to take uh, another break, and we'll be right back with you soon. Welcome back to uh, the AEW All Out Retrospective Review, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We have been having a fantastical time, and now we are about to talk about the next match, which was the, which was initially going to be the buy-in, but technically wasn't the buy-in, but this was the uh, All Out Casino Battle Royale, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And it was a all women's affair this time, and it was a fuck. It was a pretty uh, good time. Yeah, no, I had a, I got a, a lot, lot of, of a lot of women were thrown over the top rope. A <laughs> lot of people just, battle royals yeah, yeah. were going fast. It was just going fast. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for how fast some wrestlers yeah. were knocked out of the ring. I mean, As, granted, I, like especially a lot of the ones that were. Mostly on dark, uh, it would it makes yeah. sense, but like as someone, but even like Riho was like eliminated very quickly. I don't feel like she got any spots. No, she didn't. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm kind of almost ashamed to admit this. Almost ashamed to admit this, but I knew she was in the match. I saw her entrance. I. I didn't, didn't see, I didn't her, see her, get her get thrown, thrown out. out. I had no fucking clue. I could not. T- I could not. I I assume maybe it was Nyla Rose. Cause I feel like the the three women this match helped the most was Nyla Rose, yeah, Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. 
and Ruby Soho, who oh. made her debut. Oh this match. man, Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot in the WWE, and FKA Ruby Riot, FKA Heidi Lovelace. I'm just saying from what I've known her as is what I'm saying. Yes. Are you like fucking close personal friends with Ruby Soho? Is that what no? You're I've just right I've now? watched okay. her for a few years before she went to WWE. I mean that's cool. I mean that's cool. I uh, I whatever I don't remember the exact takeover, but the takeover that she debuted in in NXT when she took a killer bump off of the top rope straight to the floor. Nobody caught her. <laughs> she landed flat on her fucking ass, but she still kept fucking going. And that's when I was like, you know what? And you go, girl. <laughs> There's a reason why one of her epithets was the punk rock ragdoll. Yeah. In the Indies, because, like, she'll just take a licking and just be thrown around, be beat to hell, but she'll come right back. And, to, I mean, her coming back was kind of like a a known, like, a pretty solid, like, assurance. But then when she came out, I was like, holy shit, Ruby is here. And, like, she did a phenomenal job. Her uh, team up at the end with Thunder Rosa. Like, oh, yeah. They did, they did a great – they did a great job with uh, – with each other, did a great job against each other. I can't wait to see her perform, and the fact that she won on her debut night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, even even though I'm glad it happened, I didn't see that coming. I, thought, I really I thought Thunder Rosa was going to win, and yeah. then Ruby just get a great showing and have her debut. I did call Ruby Soho winning on I the mean, CM Punk I special. I mean, you did, but even though Thunder Rosa deserved it. I feel like my only thing is I feel like the Thunder Rosa program already writes itself. I don't feel like Thunder Rosa needed the Battle Royal over win. Which, granted, you can argue Ruby Soho didn't either because she's such a big name and she didn't really need it. But I feel yeah. like this really hot shots her into that program. And like a lot, like even if Ruby Soho loses to Britt Baker, which I think she will, it's not like a huge loss for her because it won't really hurt yeah, her but, because she is who she is. But why not give it to Thunder Rosa, who, you know, me personally feels like should have won that damn thing in the first place. I'm saying that as a, a Ruby Soho fan. I'm just saying. And then use that to build up uh, Ruby's first feud in AEW with Thunder Rosa. And even though she can just be like, you know what, I'm still getting a title match. I mean, if you still want to fight, we can do it. But you know what? I won the thing. But Ruby won, and you know what? I'm still okay with that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not happy with it at all. I'm uh, her her little small little vignettes that she's been doing before her debut have been fantastic, and I- I'm glad she's there. I've wanted her to be there, and she's there. She did, she did a great job. And now <laughs> well, I do want to ask Colton Wenzel for like, were there any women that you saw during the Battle Royal that you're introduced to that's like, okay, I like her. I want to find out more about her. I like, or I like what she did. <laughs> uh, uh, mm. Why are you being so weird about it right now, Colt? <laughs> no, no. Hi. Uh, uh, you're amongst friends here. It's fine. Hi, Thunder Rosa. Hi, uh, Hikaru Shida. Those are the two standouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, before... Britt Baker, Sheeta was the champion. Yeah, she was a champion. Uh, she was through COVID, which she deserved better. But, you know, you can't help a global pandemic. Yeah. I thought they were really fun. I, I like them. The little bit that I did see, I thought they were cool. Yeah. What did you think of Abaddon? Abaddon? Abaddon was very fun, actually. I was a really big fan of uh, how uh, she was just a demon in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> she actually had, like, uh, I mean... Uh, she, for as far as I know, has sporting somewhat of a new look tonight. Abaddon yeah, like the, was her like yeah. her battle hawk, which like yeah. I loved it. 
and the fact, like her entrance in AEW, like on Dynamite, was really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> she called in like a monster, just like gushing like blood out of her mouth. As, the, uh, the Living Dead girl, uh, she she's one of my favorites, and I was very, very disappointed she was the second to be eliminated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, still, she made her mark. I think. Yeah, yeah. especially uh, the opening thing where she just whips her head. Definitely around. got her stuff, her spots in more than like. Probably half of the women that got eliminated from the match very quickly. Yeah. Like, got more in than, like, a Riho or even a Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Like, I don't both like... former women champions in AEW, like, at Abaddon probably got, like, her spot in more, and people will remember her more than the other two yeah. and well, several others. She had a very specific spot that I thought was really cool and simple and effective, and it fit the character of Abaddon. Uh, there, she simulated uh, a, 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 where she snapped her own neck because she was uh, staring down one opponent in the ring and there just so happened to be another opponent right across from her. And then Abaddon simulated herself snapping her own neck and like immediately turned her neck to the other person and then attacked her. I thought that was really fucking cool. I'd never seen anything like that in, in wrestling. I thought that was neat. Yeah, she, she's a favorite yeah. and I hope that she gets like more time yeah. to, to to showcase like her 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 skill oh, and yeah. like her character. And as a huge fan of like, um, as far as like WWE is concerned, uh, I know WrestleMania is like their big event. That's their Super Bowl. But I have always been prone to the Royal Rumble. Uh, at least in wrestling terms, I feel like the Royal Rumble match is still the one match that feels like anything can happen at once. And I do kind of like AEW's take on it, like, well, on the Battle Royal in general, instead of, like, like a single person coming in at a, well, questionable minute-and-a-half intervals, but instead just, like, a group of five, right? Like, each suit of mm-hmm. cards is, yeah. like, a five different uh, mm-hmm. participants, and they just bring them all in at once. And you know what? It's kind of like an abridged, like a, a shorter... Uh, "Quote unquote rumble style match." I dig it. I like how they do that. Yeah, it, it gives them like their their flavor to it, and, and, and like a and a match that's kind of like popularized by WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it was quick and it was fun, and I I'm glad Ruby had her moment, and then how she's like now officially yeah. all elite. She's with the company now. We're just gonna see yeah. more for her going forward. Her gear looks cool. Her hair her hairdo looks rad. Yeah, I'm all about it. She doesn't have to wear fucking extensions anymore. <laughs> Which was, so yarn. Uh, but moving right along, we're going to the next match, which is the cap-off feud between Chris Jericho and MJF. Jericho, after losing three times to MJF, is trying to get his one final victory over him. And if he doesn't win, he will retire from in-ring performance in AEW. Uh, so what do we think of this match going in? I was not looking forward to this match. I think the... I think in storyline, it was very stupid for Jericho to... I, I It very much felt like the Spongebob, like, when are you going to learn, old man? Because MJF had already beaten him three times. I'm like, why... Now, honestly, it, I don't think he should have beaten him that the no, third time. No, like, I like, honestly like The fact think, that, that MJF made him tap, I thought was really stupid. I honestly think the final labor of Jericho should have been this match. Uh, and, you know, whatever. We'll see where it goes. But I feel like the final labor of Jericho should have been this match. Yeah, um, I, I do agree with and, that. Yeah. And, like, you yeah. still have MJF win because, like, MJF very much seems like the 
the top heel there wanting to push, especially with how young he is, um, being, you know, 25 years old. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, already being at, you know, near the top of the card and having wins over, like, Cody and Jericho already. Um, it Like, I wasn't looking forward to it, but, like, I have en- pretty enjoyed Old Man Jericho this year, and I, I usually don't enjoy MJF's in-ring work. This match was kind of a low-key banger. I've, I, I, I 100% really enjoyed agree. It. I was so invested in this match. I was like, it was like a weird, it was kind of like, man, I'm feeling bad for this man. He's so old and he looks <laughs> like he's hurting himself really bad. But whenever uh, in the match, whenever they actually miscount and do a three count, yeah. whenever his boot was on the uh, the rope, I yeah. was like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. Oh, yeah. He was on the rope, and I was so fucking frustrated. And I was so relieved whenever you, they called that back. You know, like I, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this one back around because there's a little there's this little like tidbit in wrestling that I want to like ask uh, you and Wenzel about to see what your take is because you you saw a lot of them tonight, and I want to let you know. But I mean, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit with Tanner here. I was like. And I'm actually kind of shocked that I'm, like, in the year of our Lord, 2021, <laughs> I'm fucking excited for a Chris Jericho match. All right. Like, first of all, I have to preface this by saying MJF, I think MJF is fan-fucking-tastic at what he does. He is great at making you hate every drop of blood that pumps through his veins. He's Villain. a great bad guy. He gets the business he is always in full fucking kayfabe, like even like meeting fans, just like just flipping off little kids. It's it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. It's great. Uh, that being said, kids. he did he did have three uh, victories over Chris Jericho. Do I believe this match was necessary? No. Do I believe that a fucking MJF loss? was necessary yes mm-hmm. like for the love of god i get what they're doing he is the like uh, and a lot of times like there's a few times he's playing like the chicken shit heel like he he cheats to win he 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 checks all the fucking boxes and what you want for a bad guy in wrestling and it's great he does a fucking fantastic job that being said he does such a good job about it i want him to fucking get his ass whooped <laughs> yeah and he finally got hit Again, Jericho has been in wrestling so long that if he would have lost this match, I wouldn't have been surprised. I, re- I really wouldn't have. That being said, Jericho has always been, like, one of the rare, like, chameleons of wrestling. He can pretty much take anything he wants, and, and he just turns it into gold. Like, in every company he's been, he has done, like, fantastic work. Like, all across the board, and I will not hear any ifs, ands, or fucking buts about that. He even took the little bits he had in WCW, even though he fucking hated it there, and, like, just polished so many little uh, pellet-sized turds. If nothing else, Jericho's, like, his longevity is deserved, because he's always, like, how are people, uh, like, enjoy it? Like, he's always found a way to stay... Afloat, staying yeah. relevant in wrestling, and yes. the fact that he's he's had a physical career this long, like he still 
having like a pay-per-view level match. Well, also like he wrestled a death match against Nick Gage yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah, like and it Crazy. was and it was good. Yeah, like, it, it was, was really good. It was not like a oh Jericho's an old man. Don't hurt him, Nick. Like yeah. Jericho took light tubes. Yes, l- well, on and, national and, television. And Jericho's doing stuff that men of his age should not be doing. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. like like some of the more like, acrobatic shit. I'm like holy. Fuck. And yeah. just earlier this year when he was thrown off a cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the ground. Or like uh, when he wrestled Hooventude, uh doing the top rope Judas effect. Yeah. I did not think Jericho was physically capable of making that motion off the top rope. Yeah. I, I didn't either. Yeah. Like, I just didn't believe it. Like, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was one time when he attempted his lion salt uh, springboard off the rope, and ooh, it, 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 he looked like he didn't make a full rotation, and I thought he was going to land on his noggin, and it wasn't fucking good at all. Yeah. But at the same token, like I said, he he's still, like, like making his name in, in a business that he has been in for – Several years now. Yeah, well, while not being afraid to put other younger wrestlers yeah, over too, because that's why I was fine when <coughs> Jericho lost the the final labor. Because like, because like obviously MJF, regardless of how people feel, he's a major name going forward. He's one of the, the new upcoming heels, and for Jericho to have his story career as he has, he's definitely one who's willing to put over the newer crowd and. But I was like, I was fine. Jericho, you know, this loss doesn't end him. Like, he's still going to be around and do shit. But I was fine with that that story ending there. And while this is, this definitely feels like an unnecessary artificial extension of that story, we still had a great time. We were still cheering when the, when oh, yeah. Jericho, you know, got the, the match restarted and he finally tapped out uh, MJF. And yeah. we, we had a great time. And, like, this... Just shows like the strength, the well, skills that both of them have. Well, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I mean uh, Colt did bring this up earlier. The 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 match did end. Uh, well, I'm, I guess quote unquote ended. Aubrey Edwards, the referee in the match, counted the three, but Jericho's foot was on the rope at two and a half. Which, if your foot is on the rope, that means the count is broken, and in the rules of wrestling, like well. That's not, and then like a referee had to come in and tell Aubrey Edwards that whoa 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 I mean I'm just uh, just letting you know <laughs> Jericho's foot was on ropes and then of course they they restarted the match and oh god damn it when Jericho got that sweet sweet goddamn win over fucking MJF I, that uh, uh, would you would y'all say that was probably I don't know we probably got very rowdy during the I, I know we got rowdy during the Bucks and um. The Lucha Bros match, but I I know uh, I'm sorry I really wanted I'm wearing a goddamn Jericho shirt right now. <laughs> I would everybody everybody that wore uh, the shirt of the person in the show tonight their person won. Yep. Yeah. Patrick wore Lucha <laughs> Brothers. I wore Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis Rodman showed up, did a run in, and fucking pinned uh, Omega uh, for the won AEW. against uh, Fuego, and it was a fucking uh it was a three and a half star match it probably would have been five and a half in the tokyo dome but you know but um yeah i i i thought it was great i i'm i'm glad fucking jericho won because i, I still want to see him do some things i yeah. probably would have cried if he lost honestly i i have no attachment to this man 
It was like one of the first times I watched him wrestle, uh, but it's I like, definitely would have cried. It's one of my wrestling dads, pretty I, much. I thought <laughs> would... hey, I'm sorry. What um, are you doing, Tanner? I kicked the mic. He's I, trying to saboteur I, on Wenzel. I, I thought it would be so fucking funny if to have all this hype, and then he does lose, and he's like, well, you can't do wrestling again. Get out. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. Like, it was, it was just like, it was like, please, for the love of God, it'd be so fucking funny if this guy lost. It, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean. And, and then MJF, the, you know, like you said, he is the villain. Fucking so funny. So, yeah. Like, that was so, like, at some point he had Jericho, and then he used Jericho's, like, hand to print, like, Jerking off his air dick. Yeah, like, that was fun. Like, that, that was, was a good bit. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this isn't even peak MJF either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he even, he even took Jericho's belt and rubbed it between his cheeks. Like, that's funny. Disrespectful. Yeah, Disrespectful. that is like that is just like uh, as they say in the business, cheap heat. And now I will say when that when he did that, I was booing. I was like, no, you fucker. Yeah. But it was effective though. Like sometimes little things like that are simple, but effective. Like mm-hmm. MJF, like. He can do a little thing like that, but he is also very good on the mic. He can verbally destroy anybody he sees fit. I, I will I, say that. I am glad, though, Jericho did one win because after everybody told us how much he had lost to this guy, I was like... Yeah, three times. I was like, man, maybe he does need a win. <laughs> There's literally a shirt on Shop AEW that says Jeroblow Zero MJF. Three. I know. Fuck I you. thought that was just going to be for a bit, but wow. I they thought it was. Actually I'm, selling it. I'm shocked. It. it is $25 on Shop AEW. All, <laughs> all of their shirts, for the most part, are $25. Yeah. But Except I'm, for the $30 ones. Yeah. Or the all their shirts are $40 ones. Besides the ones that are more. You know what? They have one with Malachi Black who wasn't on the card, unfortunately. He did a promo. I mean, he did do a promo, but he didn't wrestle. But he can be on Dynamite where he fights yeah. Uh, yeah. Dustin. Yeah. But uh, he has a shirt where he is pinning. Uh, uh, I didn't get a really good shot of it, but it looks like he is doing his um, one-foot pin on. Uh, it's obviously from the Cody match that he had, but it is a skeleton instead of Cody. But, hey. yeah. But it's also $30, so. Like I said, I, uh, I mean, I can't even buy the shirts I want to buy there because I get an error message every time. I'm not even trying to buy a punch right now. I'm trying to buy an Eddie King and a Miro shirt and a, 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 a shirt I can't. Name I, yet because I'm we haven't started waiting, talking about I'm it. I'm also waiting for the shirt we can't name. <laughs> I'm it, so it's trying. Still, it's still I am not looking. The shop. I am looking every fuck, and my phone's about to die. So somebody's gonna have to tell me when the shirt that I can't talk about pops the fuck up on ProWrestlingTees.com, AEW.shop. <laughs> if I had to guess, give me the shirt. They're waiting for the all-out promo code to expire, so people buy it at full price. But that's weird. Like when I was looking, like it, they still had the Labor Day code, but then like. Somewhere in the shuffle, they switch to the all-out promo code. I mean, all of their promos are 20% off. Like, hey, if you want to shop while you're watching Dynamite, it's 20% off. Hey, well, the pay-per-view is 20% off. All of it is 20% off all the time. You want to shock me? Fucking 40% off. <laughs> even though it never happened. But still, you know, I'm trying to buy some shirts, and you won't even let me buy your shirts. What I think, I'm sorry, that's just failure of um, um, programming, in my opinion. I'm just saying. Uh, before we move on from MJF Jericho, okay, just real quick, what did we, as the room, think about this rendition of Judas of the guy just playing the melody on the guitar? I is that it. the guy from the band? 
I just assumed know. it was the guy from the band. I mean, that's I mean, I because Fozzie's played two shows in Illinois in the past, <laughs> in the two days, on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I assumed, it, would, it would have to be that guy. I would assume it was the Fozzie guitarist. It was I, fine. I will assume that it was a member of Fozzie that did that. I mean, uh, it's just me. Like, I don't know, personally, I've never been to a Fozzie show. I've never, like, looked at the, uh, you know, the lineup other of the than names. Like, like Jericho. Yeah, like Jericho. Like, like, like. Contrary, like, Fozzie's been around since, like, his fucking Fed days. Like, yeah. WWF. Before they got the F out, it, like, he's had this band. So, yeah, but, like, Fozzie's, I'm pretty sure it has, like, a list as long as fucking the Texas Hippie Coalition. Oh, God. <laughs> of just, like, ex-members and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, you know what? That reminds me, uh, I gotta give a fucking shout-out to fucking Ruckus, my buddy on Twitter. Like, I still don't understand why you follow me there, but you know what? I'm glad you do, sir. And you did a fantastic job with uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix's entrance tonight. Yeah, that, that was, that that was right sick now. as fuck. I love you, Ruckus. You are the... Like, like <laughs> I will say, like, when, when the Judas started, I was like, I was really into it. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah. And then as it went along, I was like... I kind of want the rest of the band. Well, I, I will say, like, there, there, there might be, like, this, like, weird, like, tonal effect, like, some sort of delay, like, between the speakers or whatever. Like, there's somebody, like, playing the, the, the guitar bits live. There may or may not be a delay with yeah. the fucking, like, actual sound that's coming through the speakers. And you also got to, like, hope to fucking God that you have a crowd that can keep a tempo. Oh, no also, disrespect to and, Chicago, of And course. also, know the words. Also, know the words, yes. I think course. it's funny that people sang along better to Kazuni Nare, a Japanese song better than they did to, to, to Judas. Judas. I feel like it's really weird because the last Jericho match, the whole gimmick of the match was like, there's no Judas allowed. Um, and then he didn't come out to the vocalized version of Judas. He just wanted the crowd to sing it again. I feel like that was really stupid. Um, that's just me, personally. I would have just come out to a regular version of Judas. But, because that, that, I mean, that song gets people hot. And just somebody playing the guitar and being like, all right, fans, sing it again. It kind of makes you wonder why yeah. Tony Khan couldn't front the bill for another particular <coughs> band. Kind of makes me wonder why Tony Khan couldn't front the bill. The front, the bill I mean, he could. And get, and get Break the Walls Down. <laughs> I mean, he can't because Vince McMahon is, you know. Buy Vince McMahon out. Pat's telling us we got to wrap this up. Vince McMahon's... Needless to say, um, the uh, MJF Jericho match was great, and I'm glad MJF fucking ate the shit out of that. It was a great time. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I do. I hope this is the last time I, I, we see this. Match. I was about to ask you. Yeah. Think Jericho, yeah, 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 do y'all yeah, think yeah. Jericho MJF wrestle again? I I hope, I hope not. not. At least for like two I, years. You hope not, but do you think they will? And with do it, I think they like will. this year? A singles match. No, I think for Jericho's final match. I've talked about it with them. I'm still shocked that fucking MJF and Cody haven't went back to their beginning feud when the early brother Cody's got too much to worry about. He's got a reality TV show. I mean, this is true, but still, I feel like that that feud at least needed one more fucking match. Honestly, like I like as far as like feuds, I felt that more than necessarily the. Jericho and MJF, even though like the MJF one had much longer to develop because you know like, 
You had Blood and Guts. You had Stadium Stampede. You had the Five Labors of Jericho. You had to... And, I, and the thing is, that story starts even before that. Yeah. With, yeah. With their tag team. Yeah, with their, when, when like MJF infiltrates the inner circle and shit like that. Yeah. Don't forget the night we were actually there when MJF and Chris Jericho had their first face-to-face, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he called him a... What did he call him? A shithead jerk off? No, like they both were just like, "Hey, it's like, <laughs> you know who's up?" And they both said, "Cody Rhodes," and it was, and they both hugged, and it was great, and we were there live, and it was fucking yeah. hilarious. Somebody even animated that shit, and it was great. Yeah, and that, I feel like that's been that that's, this has been going on for like over a year. Like we can, put yeah, like this, this. feud uh, I, needs to be nipped in the butt, and I hope this is the end of it. I really do. Me, yeah. I completely agree. Uh, and uh, moving to on to the next match, probably the, the most anticipated matchup of the night, and that is CM Punk versus Darby Allen. CM Punk's first official full match return to wrestling in over seven years. Yeah, and like, it, and I was, uh, I have to say, it was a much more physical affair than I was expecting. Yeah, CM Punk yeah. and Long Boys. He, he was yes. wearing pants. Yeah, like CM Punk in full-blown fucking pants. I dig it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Also no. also helps that he is in the best shape in, pro- in probably eight years. Like, when, I mean, when he's not dying of fucking MRSA. Yeah, like he looked healthy, which was weird. And like definitely like a more slim tone physique. Yeah. Because yeah. like he was never like chiseled or anything, even though WWE like... <laughs> But they've had like a bit more mass. Then. He's been bigger. Yeah. yeah. He oh yeah. He's, especially if you go back and watch like his 2009 World Heavyweight Championship reign in yeah. WWE, he's much bigger there yeah. than he is now. But I think this is a good size for him, and like, and they put on a great match. Like Punk got the shit kicked out of him, and like he got as many licks in as uh, as, he, as he took. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised he took as many bumps as he did, especially yeah. the kind of bumps he took. Like, I mean, obviously not wrestling. And I'm sure Punk has been training some. Like, you can't just go from not wrestling for seven years to be like, all right, I'm time to bump. Um, So, I, you know, obviously you have that. But I'm shocked at, like, some of the bumps he still took, especially, like, Darby's, like, suicide dive, like, taking that bump, like, into the guardrail. I was just like, oh, he's, like, for real back. It's like Punk was like, you know, I missed the pain. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me up. I miss falling on concrete, brother. <laughs> and like, and just like all these, all the great bits, like, like you know, when I uh, did like when he was on the outside, and and Darby did the the suicide dive, slide underneath the ropes, and just like a bullet hits him. Yeah. Just like just the intensity was great, and and just going with the the top rope. It's I was really impressed. Just in like, just in awe that you know, fucking punk is existing in the wrestling ring again, yeah. At all, <laughs> and then like him having this like amazing competitive match, and even though Darby Allen lost, like this just shines uh, the light on Darby because like literally he's the first person to have like a com- like an actual match with Punk, so like he is not diminished anyway by no. losing. No, no, not at all. That's that's why I was surprised when people were like, "Oh yeah, Darby has to win this match." I was like. Does he? No. Uh, because literally uh, even a loss helps Darby here. Be, uh, like, whoever beats Punk first, it has to help. It does not help Darby to beat Punk at this point because Darby is already in that near main event status where, like, I, I like I don't I couldn't even tell you right now who gets the first win over Punk. 
because it, it needs to elevate somebody. Darby winning would not have elevated Darby because Darby is already near that top level. And he doesn't he doesn't fall down in any way by taking this lock. It's like no. If anything, he's just like he went toe to toe with Punk. Yeah, yeah. I, like if anything, this actually elevated his stock more than a win would have. Like honestly, because nah. people would have been upset because you can't have Punk come back after guy down near a decade and lose. You cannot pull a WWE and have Punk lose his first match in seven years in his hometown. No, you you can't do it. No, that 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 was the one thing and. It, Maybe a little weird to like kind of assume, but you know, used to being used to how Vince McMahon operates, there have been numerous times where he would make motherfuckers just like lose in their very own hometown. And has happened as recently as this year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it happens all the fucking time. And I knew for a mondo fucking fact that they were AW was not gonna let CM Punk eat his. Debut match in over seven years in his home fucking town. There was no fucking way they would. That place would have been due for Morbid. Like yeah. that, there would be a crater. Uh, it literally would have killed the crowd for the rest of the show. Yeah, like Punk losing. Like even though Darby yeah. was over and there was dueling chance for Darby and Punk, Darby going over Punk there would have killed the crowd for the rest of the show. Also, like but, when you were saying like Darby doesn't necessarily need the win for this match. Like I think Punk did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, oh, like, honestly, you did because, like, oh, Punk comes back for the first time in seven years and he loses? Okay, whoopty shit. He's an old guy people can beat now. Okay, great. Not to say that Punk's old, but, like, he comes back as, like, the veteran, like, a very beatable. Like, you, it, like, Punk obviously is a huge investment for AEW, if I had to guess, probably a top three highest paying contract, if not the top paying contract in AEW just for the fact of how hard it probably was to get him out to wrestle again. Yeah. Um, like, you, you can't have Punk be like, all right, you're going to lose to Darby now, and you're going to lose to Jungle Boy uh, in two weeks, and then you're going to lose to MJF, and you're just going to put everybody over. Even though I don't think Punk would mind that, just from an investment standpoint, it doesn't make sense. Like, you have to, you kind of have to build Punk up, like, for your audience. Like, you can't just accept WWE canon as... Punk being like the actual best in the world, even though they kind of are, uh, as Punk being the best in the world, like he has to prove it. He has to beat some people. Not to say he goes over any everybody and he is like this unbeatable god in AEW, but he has to go over some people. And going over somebody like Darby again doesn't hurt Darby. Only helps Punk. Even will probably help Darby in the long run when Darby eventually gets his AEW World Championship reign, which I think will happen. Mm -hmm. Um. When will you think that will happen? Um, Ooh, I, interesting. I, 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 I know I that's like really hard to say. I probably, like, I would say within like two, next two years. If I'm booking right now, Hangman beats Kenny, MJF beats Hangman, Darby beats MJF. Is I could it, say that. Is it, it? And and again, like I I love Darby Allen. In fact, I know a little dog named Darwin. And that is Darwin's favorite wrestler, is Darby Allen. But is it weird that I feel like, and I know he, there might be a time where he holds the big strap, like the big, I, I think they call it what, big platinum is what Cody calls it at least. That beautiful fucking belt that they have. God damn, that AEW championship is so 35 pounds of oh my God. layered metal. But is it weird that I feel like if Darby ever gets it, it's going to be a short reign? Well, 
Also, I feel like you could also do MJF beats Hangman for the belt, Punk beats MJF, and Darby eventually beats Punk for the belt. Like, I feel like you've kind of set that up. Because, like, Punk, yeah, that, that I mean, would, that, that would, would be, be bad, actually. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. Because, like, like when Punk said he, he came here to face the new crowd, and he's definitely, he, I definitely, he's definitely not afraid to put him over. And, like, that'd be just a great, like, call back to this first dance that they had. You yeah. know, like, you know, you were my first entrance into the the company, and then you're, you know, you're the one that dethroned me. I think he would be perfectly okay with that. Because yeah, they are sort of, like, analog to each other in a certain respect. Yeah, and I, I don't know if anybody listened to Punk's interview on uh, Renee Young, the former Renee Young's uh, podcast. FKA Renee yeah. Young. Um, but he said, like, he really wants to do a trios match teaming with Darby and Sting against... <gasps> Who did he say? The Lucha Brothers and Fuego Del Sol. That, That's uh, one of his dreams. Like, he wants to go full, like, fantasy booker, like, crazy WCW worldwide shit and just have these, like, crazy trio matches. And I love that, that, that would though. Be I love sick. that. We were talking about it earlier in the day. Like, <coughs> just the fact that Sting, when I started watching wrestling in 1998, Sting was there. He was the guy, and I've always loved Sting. And then, like, you know, 2005, six is when I was introduced to Punk, and then Darby Allen, love him. Just, just the fact that all these fucking generations of wrestlers are just standing in the ring at the same time, just like little Cannon Jr. inside is just marking the fuck out. It's great. I like, it. like, like we always say that Sting is Darby's father. Yeah, I feel like Punk is Darby's uncle, mm. like the cool uncle. <laughs> it's kind of like the scene. It, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where Yondu's like, I'm not your father, but I'm your daddy. Yeah. That's Sting to Darby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. not your father, but I'm your daddy. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love how he, he was transplanted from one father figure. He was like, oh, he's John Moxley's son. Now he's Sting's son. Also, I don't know when I'll have an opportunity to ask you two about this, but Colt Wenzel, I want to ask you two about how do you feel about the phenomenon that are false finishes? Like... When you when a wrestler goes for a pinfall that you feel like, oh, my God, this is it, and then they fucking kick out, how does that shit feel? Th- that's just edging. Like, it's just fucking yeah, edging. It, it, yeah, that's what it is. It's I don't like it. Wrestling edging is what it is. The thing is, I don't like it, but at the same time, <laughs> I kind of like it. That's edging, and I don't like it. <laughs> just, just let me know it, because, like, the well, young bucks are, are like, you know, good and bad about false finishes, especially with their Lucha Brothers match, because there was, like, at least three extremely close false finishes. It was like, what the fuck? Stay yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things. It's not something I want all the time. Like, I think it's really cool to say for moments like this, like these big pay-per-views. Cause, yeah. Like, you could say the same thing about the... Uh, Young Bucks Omega Hangman match, where th- that that felt like that went on for like an hour, but like <laughs> it was, but it, it was still cool. But like if if they did that shit like all the time on Dynamite, mm-hmm. all the time on Rampage, I think I would get really. Annoyed but 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 I mean, as much as I love AEW, they they do that a lot. On dynamite, like there's a there's a lot of moves that are kicked out of that are you're just like, no. But I'm not saying that as a criticism. Like you know what, 
AEW obviously takes more of the indie side of wrestling when it comes to what they do. Like, am I? I'm right, right? Well, yeah. Just I mean, look at the roots. I mean, yeah. the Young Bucks are in a position of power, arguably the most indie tag team of all time. Yeah. Whether you see that as a good or a bad thing, it's <laughs> true. So I mean, it doesn't hurt that they're fucking great. <laughs> sure, they're, yeah. they're synonymous with indie wrestling. Like they were like one of the most recognizable teams. I mean, they've been around forever at this point. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think we were all excited for Punch Returns. Excited to see what he will do next. And I think uh, it'd be a good time to move on to the next match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Wait. is literally setting timers for each match now. Patrick's <laughs> like two hours is too long. I know I've mentioned I, this. I, like I it's two a.m. Three. It's Let's two a.m. Right it, now. It is two oh seven a.m. Considering that, like on Can't on our sorry. on our first time well, long time movie episode where we went an hour on the first movie. Like, we got a little disproportionate in That there. sounds like an AYCH problem. Not a late takes or a Cajun greatness problem. I'm still the only one here that has to work tomorrow. Yep. Cannon, I would well, say... Well, wait, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Still the only one that has to work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six hours. Because Cannon, he commits to the bit and he turns and burns. And I am that. not... I, I, hey, I'm not going to lie. I was gung-ho for this. I knew what I was signing up for. Well, I, we only have two more matches, the post-show, uh, a media scrum, and all the Twitter wait, reactions. Wait, two more matches? So that must mean that the next match was... Uh, no Paul match White. of the night. Paul, Paul White Paul. versus... QT Marshall. Um, please introduce him correctly. No BS, Paul White no BS. versus QT Marshall. Tall. But Tall right. Paul. Who, who I could not have predicted that this was the penultimate match on this pay-per-view. Right. <laughs> to me, this this screams like very middle of the card. Like enough time to give people like bathroom This breaks. was the match before the main event. I feel like it also makes sense though because you don't want to do Darby Punk and Kenny... Uh, Kenny Christian back to back, so you had to put a filler in there, and it was pr- it probably came down to either this or the battle royal, and they're like, well, we really don't want the in between match to be like a half hour. Yeah, so but, let's go with no BS versus yeah. QT. Because but, the best thing about this match was how fucking short it was. Because see, here's the thing, and even I, then, it went a lot, a little too long. Here's the thing, because I, I was gonna ask y'all how uh, this one went down. Because uh, do you want to know how? Uh, uh, do you want to know my experience with this match was? You were on the show. I started this as a bit earlier in the night, and I was just joking around with Tanner because Tanner had the foolish fucking notion that this was going to be match of the night for some goddamn reason. It was a bit, why. but was it? <laughs> no, nah, you don't. I don't know. Some hard. I mean, as someone who commits to the bit, that was some hardcore commitment to a bit, but. At the same time, my gut wasn't feeling too good at the moment, so I went to the potty, and I will say it was it was it was a false alarm. I just had gas. I just tooted once, and I I promptly got off the toilet, and then I went to the kitchen to grab beer, and then I should not. I heard that uh, no BS Paul White hit <coughs> a choke slam, and pinned Q T Marshall one two three, and. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't see a fucking moment of this match. <laughs> okay. How how long do y'all think this match went? Three minutes. Uh, honestly, uh, can as someone who didn't see any of it, I'll give a rough estimate. Uh, three minutes and twenty five seconds. Seven minutes. I'm gonna say around five. Three minutes to fifteen. Wenzel, you want to 
take a guess? No. <laughs> no BS Paul. Lens is ready to go. He's commercial. over this shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't care. It went, th- it. it went three minutes and ten seconds. So Colt was close. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? Well, the thing is, I was the closest, and you were closest. Yes. I was the one that actually thought it was fun. I actually really liked. It. I, I, I mean, I, I, can, I have no horse match. in this race. I didn't see a fucking lick of it. I was three and a quarter. Three I really enjoy watching big man take tiny man and throw him. That's and really QT fun. QT Marshall is not a tiny guy. Big Show is no, really big. He is the most fit version of Charlie Sheen I've ever seen in my entire life. And I honestly, the bowling shirts. I'm sorry. I could he watch wears bowling shirts. Big Show throw tiny men for probably another thirty. No minutes. fucking way. That was like so. I hated that. I, that was so bad. I don't know why nobody. Hate, everybody acts like it's <laughs> the worst thing they've ever seen. No, I don't understand the <laughs> hatred for it. Uh, okay, I will say some of this is preemptively us going into this because the lead up to this match is the most cringe inducing like eye rolling oh my god did the gun club even have any involvement in this no No. they weren't even there then what was the fucking point of what they did on fucking rampage because the gun club had to turn heel but why austin gun is undefeated on aew everyone knows everyone knows that the only one that is allowed to turn heel whenever they see fit is no BS Paul White. And the fact that listen uh, to his name, no, no BS BA Billy Gunn fucking took that away from him. No, I feel that's a little bit selfish. I'm just saying. No, Big Show could turn face and heel at a drop of a dime. Paul, Paul White is no BS. That's his gimmick though. No BS. It's no BS, not no B- gimmick change. BS not no G C it's no BS. Here's a little insider tip. BS stands for Big Show and Bullshit. What? It's layers. Well, it's like an ogre. New new view. (laughs) You know, now don't get me wrong. I think like big guy throwing little guy, you know, around. Big guys throwing a smaller big guy around. Yeah, like that's cool. But But it just doesn't understand art. No, it's just that Paul White. I just, it's just no personality, no character. Now the Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus had a lot of character and personality. I think that's also the charm of it is because I'm picturing a random old white man that's huge (laughs) just throwing around big men. That's funny. That's That's fun. To preface, to to give like the most abridged version of uh, Paul White's history that I can, he's been in the business since 1996. Yes. Uh, actually, a little before then, so like ninety five. Yeah, yeah, he was. A, he got a start in WCW in ninety six. That was a big promotion when you know the Monday Night Wars. Well, I'll explain that to you one day, Wenzel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sex, no, but better. It's the no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, no, it's not better than sex. But um, uh, but Paul White has been in the business for a long time. I I'm not saying I I, I I'm glad he is collecting a check in AEW. <laughs> I, I didn't see the match. I have no fucking stake in this race. <laughs> I didn't see it. I, probably I, I, it was it a fun match. It went three minutes. Literally, you have to actively try for a match to be bad in three minutes. This was a fine, good match. It but was why a good, was it the match? Why it was they... a good in between for the your two hottest contests, which you knew what was going to be. I, 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 I get where Tanner's coming from because, like. It's like a cooler match because, like, you needed that cooldown. Because, like, he could tell by this point, like, as like as stellar and packed as this card was, like, when you when we get to the main event, which we will in just a second, like, 
people were we were, they were tired of w because like they yeah. were, this was boring. It's just like because they were just worn out, and they had been going hard as shit at this point for three and a half hours because yeah. ten o'clock by the time Paul but, White and QT Marshall started. But also, AEW is assuming <laughs> that their fan base, at least in Chicago, have the strongest bladders in the world. Because they waited until the match before the main event for the piss break match? I'm not even saying it's a piss break, break match. I'm saying it's a match you can sit down and kind of just like relax a little. It's the I mean, that's fair. It's the, it's that's the, fair. It's the, fair. Seven, it's the seventh inning stretch yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a glorified squash match. I, needed, I mean, yeah, that's exactly I, what it was. I needed like, it to I, look at my phone. I literally that went to the bathroom, and that wasn't even for a bit. Like, I literally had to go to the bathroom when this match came on. And then I went to grab a beverage, and it was fucking over. <laughs> and it was good. A three and a quarter. Which is uh, longer than, shorter than that little segment was. But get to the main event. event. Yeah, that's did, we, did we talk about the match longer than the match actually went? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, yes, we like, did, yes. actually. It was yeah. like yeah, yeah, seven yeah. minutes. You idiots. All right. Now, this is the, the, the final uh, contest of the night, which is Christian Cage going up against the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega, in the final contest. Um like I will say, I, at this point, I was tired too. It's just like, but it was yeah. still a, a solid match. Yeah, yeah. Do like, y'all do y'all think this was better or worse than the Rampage match? I, I like the Rampage match better. Yeah, the, I think I did too. The ramp. All right. I have always hated the kill switch as a move, even when it was called the unprettier. That is a ugly fucking move. It's yeah. disgusting looking. Someone say unpretty. That's not why it's called that. It's called that because they drive their face into the mat and it makes their face unpretty. I don't know. I will say, I exactly like the kill switch as a name that. better than unpretty. Who, who, who can say? I can because I was there. Who can say? Anyway, um, uh, the only uh, good looking unprettier that I've ever seen was the one that Christian executed on Kenny Omega. A what, rampage? Yeah, yeah. Onto the chair. on a chair, on a fucking chair, and it was fantastic. Yeah, was that, that I was sick. Other than that, that move has never looked good. And never. I got disagree with I, you I there. Don't worry. Person. We're going to get to disagreements here in a little bit, son. Don't <laughs> oh, fucking God. worry. Uh, I don't even know what we <laughs> are going to disagree with about. <laughs> no, don't worry. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're recording for this. Oh, man. I, this is for the... <laughs> the uh, so the match was great. <laughs> Christian Cage put on a, a performance that I was not even expecting, actually. I thought he did a fantastic job. No, no, he, he definitely took some punishment. And that was before they went through the table and the legs busted through the table and gashed him in the ribs. That yeah. was, that was yeah, a pretty that was nasty pretty gnarly. Yeah. I, I think they worked the Rampage match more of a... A TV style main event, if you will. They, yeah, yeah. they definitely the more methodical pace, and definitely with the really hot finish. Where this match kind of seemed like all killer, no filler. Where they immediately, like Christian, within the first thirty seconds of the match, went for the splash on the outside, two broken tables, guardrail spots, outside interference, all that jazz. I, so I feel like this match was definitely like the like oh, we're gonna throw bombs at each other the whole match. I'm constantly gonna go for the kill switch. You're constantly gonna go for the one winged angel. Yeah. I think I prefer this match to the rampage match. It's very close, very very close. I think both matches are great, and I did not think on paper that Christian versus Kenny Omega was a good matchup. 
just because for how Kenny works and how Christian works. Yeah, they're they're two completely two, different yeah, personalities. Two, yes, but that's what that was. All, that's <laughs> one of the things I was worried about going into this match, and and that is coming from you know we've already seen these two wrestle before, mm-hmm. but I have to agree with Tanner. Like this match was better than the Rampage match. I, I at least I feel. I think it was. I on, thought, it was definitely more like consistent match. Like Tanner was saying, the Rampage one was more methodically paced. Yeah, but I, I, I just love that emotional high of Christian getting the impact. Time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, like, and, and was, I think that's why, like, that one for me is more memorable. Even if this match had like better wrestling, it yeah. also helps that like, Christian Cage is one of the best TV style wrestlers of all time. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, agreed. like yeah. legitimately, like it, nobody. I mean, Rey Mysterio is probably the only person I'd put ahead of him that works a TV style match better than Christian. And Rey Mysterio is a, one of the fucking goats. So yeah, I don't know. And, and, and then I mean, it's also like not to jump ahead, but it's also like the match also kind of gets overshadowed by what happens after the match. Too. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We, we, we I don't even remember what happened. Over. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, because I, I, I mean, Pat kind of <laughs> went through the match. I mean, it was kind of, I don't want to say meat and potatoes, Since but we're like, talking about like people who can put on like a perfect television match. Let's let's not talk about Mister Monday Night, who was not on this pay per view RVD. But then again, he could put on a great match no matter what fucking show he was on. I mean, just was at like, the time, at the time, like, yeah, this was like before nineteen ninety eight. I agree. <laughs> I would uh, after. What are you talking about? Some of his best matches was after 1998. You are a fucking fool if you believe otherwise. Oh no! I am not. No, don't worry. We're not getting to the fact where I'm where. And if y'all don't back me up, we're all. I'm gonna yell at y'all too. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I told you. Don't I'm worry, we'll get there. It involves this match. It involves this match. It involves. This I'm match. so because I have no idea what it is. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, that's why I haven't brought it up yet. I like. I, I'm a big fan of the surprise entrance. Like, uh, but with with Christian and Kenny, they had a uh, they had a it was great a great match. I I was surprised when Christian took the fucking super one wing angel. Like I wasn't expecting that to be the finish. Yeah, was not expecting no, Kenny yeah. to hit a super one wing angel at all. Yeah, like especially there, since nobody in AEW is kicked out of the one wing angel. Yeah, like I guess it's just like the natural counter to Kenny countering the super kill yeah. switch into a super one winged angel. Yeah. And plus, Christian was the first person to hand Kenny Omega a loss in an AEW ring, and I think they said 18 months yeah. when he beat him on Rampage, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, so it makes sense yeah. that he would want to put, I mean, like a you know, exclamation point on it and in, in Christian. Yeah, and we I, I meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about the the tag match between the Bucks and the Lucha Bros, but um, um. Uh, Back in the day, like I, I was a huge fan of, of hardcore wrestling. I, I was a, a a big fucking fan of it. I guess like back then, I like I, I didn't really understand like what the participants were putting their bodies through, right? Because like you know, fast forward, you know, a couple of years ago, like I'm I'm in my thirties now. I'm I'm 33, and I'm watching like for, for example, I showed Liz the. Uh, uh, the Royal Rumble I Quit match between The Rock and uh, Mankind, where Mankind got hit like 16 fucking times in the head with a chair. And I'm, I'm watching the match. Like, I, I watched it when it happened. And, and, and like, even then, I was just like, no, you should have won. But, but, like, 
as I as I grow up and I'm watching more of these violent matches that go on, I'm just like, oh God, oh no, oh no. It's just it 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 becomes a little harder to watch depending on like I I, I guess the match I suppose I don't know if that's just me like becoming a weenie but Jesus Christ I mean like we we saw the Nick Gage documentary on Dark Side of the Ring like he literally could have died and he did yeah he yeah. did die he did die in tournament of he death. did yes yeah yeah so like yeah obviously there's like you know a, a level of of gore and spectacle that's can be like reach a kind of critical yeah. mass but uh. Um, I think it's a good point to get to the, the the aftermath of the main event. All right, no, but, but, but before we Bray Wyatt, <laughs> yeah, but, the ghoul. He's before in the, before uh, we defeat. talk about when Bray Wyatt uh, introduced, uh, do you, do you remember a moment in the show when Don Callis started like you know waving some people in to like help out during the match? Do you remember that? You yes, know? yes. Do you, you remember who he waved in? He, it was the. Uh, it, it, was, was it was Carl Anderson, Anderson and and Luke and, Gallows. Gallows, and Luke Gallows, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they waved uh, oh, yeah. Okay, All right, now so, I remember. Okay, so Tanner, I am sorry. I'm not sorry. I finally got the opportunity to bring this up. Um, so, what? <laughs> I'm hitting pause on this segment because <laughs> this is happening right I now. I don't again. even yes, know what it's about. it's happening about. right now, and y'all are just going to have to get over it. Um, so, uh, Patrick uh, told me at at one point in history that you called the, what was it, the third match between Ciampa and Gargano the worst thing that happened in professional wrestling that year, correct? Which, I don't, which match would it have been? It, it was their it was very the, final match. It was the their last. Oh, the one from last match. year? Yeah, it was the worst thing that happened in wrestling okay, last year. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. You one have final heart beat my ass. Never been more goddamn wrong in your entire <laughs> life. Goddamn. When the Good Brothers did talk and shop a goddamn mania. No. Something that Pat here paid good goddamn hard-earned money for that we all sat through. And how fucking dare you? Uh, 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 Tanner, I got a question. Did you watch Talking Shop? I, I would not subject myself to that, but there's no way anything on that show is worse than one final. You well, guess there. what? You're fucking wrong. There's no, no way. You're I, fucking I, wrong. I, I forgot to plug up, like, because we had it on my laptop plugged up to the TV. I forgot to plug up my charger for my laptop. During the final match, my laptop died. And, and we, we just gave the fuck we, up, we, Tanner. We were just like, thank fucking Christ. <laughs> it, it was, Tanner, it was so bad. It was, but I don't know it, if you can call that wrestling. I mean. It's kind of like bits. No. I mean, granted, Tanner does have a point there. That's like, you Matt, know, Braun Strowman is doing a uh, Fight TV pay-per-view that's Braun Strowman versus EC3. Yeah, but EC3 already did that shit before. He's just bringing in Braun Strowman. Yeah, and they're both bad wrestlers, so it doesn't matter. Is it really professional wrestling? Probably not, but who cares? It just let these big dudes do whatever they want. Who gives a shit? It's yeah. like that. Whereas uh, One Final Heartbeat had a WWE-level production budget behind it, and it was absolute dog shit trash. It was so bad. Triple H and Shawn Michaels 
ruin NXT. That's why it's getting taken away from them. So somebody can actually manage it and do uh, train students to not yeah. look no, at no, their no. hands and be like, "Why am I so violent? You know why what? am I so violent?" You, you know what? I am not arguing the fact that you know NXT is going straight to shit and Vince McMahon is slowly Thanos snapping his entire company out of existence. Sure, but that's not the argument. You were wrong about a thing. <laughs> And you were very fucking wrong. I, I don't think I'm wrong you, about it. That's fucking... Look, okay. Because, again, I would Actual never Actual wrestling subject- matches happened on that fucking thing. Did they happen in the backyard? <laughs> yes. But do GCW matches happen in the backyard? Of course they do. A lot of big oh, matches uh, happen in the backyard. Only the GCW but- 4th of July show happens in the backyard. And that's because that show is specifically a backyard theme show. Yeah, I know. You're... You're fucking related to, like, the owner's second cousin. It's fine. But that's not the point. You were fucking wrong. You said that was the worst thing in wrestling. As people who watched that match, did the third match need to happen? No. Was it the worst thing in fucking wrestling that happened that year? No. Watch Talking Shopamania and prove yourself wrong. Again, I've been in wrestling long enough where I know not to subject myself to garbage um, and Yet you love the Goldberg Undertaker match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because it's really good. No, it's not good. Unfortunately, I did not. That's a I fucking did scrape. not heed the warning with Champa Gargano. Did not heed the warning that people told me it was dog shit. I watched it. It was dog shit. Talking Chop Mania. I knew it was going to be dog shit because I don't like Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Anyways, as That's professional fair. wrestlers. That's so fair. I knew it was going to be dog I shit. I get that. So if yeah. I don't watch it, it doesn't exist to me. Gargano Champa though. Easily the worst mainstream product thing that happened last year. No, you're easily because Talking Shop Mania was wrong. not mainstream. How many how many buys do you think it did? Five hundred maybe. Who buys anything? It was the goddamn WWE Network. Nobody bought a fucking NXT pay per view. You dumb shit. Well, yeah, but <laughs> think about it. At that point, this probably. It's not even the argument right now. 1.1 million people were sub to it. No way 1.1 million even know what Talking Shop Mania is. When you haven't watched the worst thing that happened in wrestling last year, then you can talk. Gargano Ciampa. No, it wasn't. We watched it. It was Talking Shop Mania. The worst editing I've ever seen in a professional wrestling match. That's still inaccurate. (laughs) Talking Shop Mania. Watch it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not. But. Uh, okay, yeah, I know you're okay not. Let, let's Fake get fan. this back on track. We, we still have to get to the aftermath. Oh, shit, the main event. Yeah, the main yeah, event. Yeah, we're still doing that. Isn't yeah, that oh, God. Fuck you, Pat. I work tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, there, there Cannon's are, about to leave for work right I now. I am. I will go to work right <laughs> goddamn now. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but, yeah, there's still a little bit more to go on the uh, outcome of that match. Because... Uh, Elite, they come in, uh, they start, you know, whipping yeah. tissue. They start, like, messing with, you know, whooping the tissue. downtrodden <laughs> Christian Cage. And then uh, it's like, oh, yeah, we beat him up. We, we got all these guys out here. We're we're king shit. And, and Kenny starts talking shit. But what should happen in the middle of his promo? But the lights go out. Oh. And, who, and who pops back up when the lights come back on? Super wait Dragon. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me. Wait. We, we actually measured my. Uh, a mouth to mic measurement for this exact moment. Hold on. Adam Cole, baby. I was watching the peaks on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Adam Cole. Red. That's what I was shooting for. Yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely uh, licked with the red over there. I mean, like John's I said, this mic is not the best for podcasting. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's, a, it's a, definitely a singing microphone. I will say that uh, Cannon did do a little dance. That got him mauled uh, by by a little baby. Yeah, this is the point when 
you were concerned for the well-being of our house. Yes. <laughs> this first person popped out, Adam Cole. Everyone was fucking jumping up. Oh, every, a lot of people were happy jumping, standing, stomping. Cannon was the most hype of everyone, obviously. I, I, I did well, say, like, like, Cannon got the Holy Ghost dance. Like, I did. I, I, I got the Holy Ghost fucking uh, wiggly leg dance. I did. I'm not going to lie. I did. I told myself, as someone who, like, 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 as far as I knew, somebody else was confirmed to be there. But as far as I knew, this person wasn't. And when Adam fucking Cole showed up, I lost my mind. And Darwin bit me on the fucking knee. I still have a mark there. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, he's actually bitten me before. It was, it was strangely enough, you were in a wrestling match with uh, Trey at one point. Yeah. And for some reason, I was a referee and Darwin bit me. <laughs> <laughs> I, Interference. I, 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 and didn't he bite you during CM Punk debut? Yeah, he bit, he bit him then, too. No. I don't think he beat me during. He definitely beat me when I freaked out during Adam Cole's debut. <laughs> oh, I lost my shit. I'm I'm so fucking happy. Goddamn, I've never been more happy to be a wrestling fan in my life. Holy shit! And so, and so Adam Cole came to ring. And you think and you think he's about okay? Oh no, Christian. Oh Gage no. Is a, let me help you out. And then like psych mix hits him, and then he reunites with the young bucks. He's back with the elite. He's back back when they they were still in the Bullet Club. Yeah. Also, like, Adam Cole and Young Bucks for Mount Rushmore 2.0 in PWG and, like, had, like, a ton of iconic uh, trios matches in PWG. So, like, the history is there, and, like, Adam Cole just super kicking. I don't even remember who he super kicked for. Jungle Boy, I think. I think it was, um, yeah, yeah. Super kick Jungle Boy. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was, I was, I was going to say, like, like, I knew he was coming, but at the mm. same time, like. To see it happen. Yeah. But, like. I'm just like, he. I know he could be a solo venture, but I knew he had to align himself with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because AEW is sort of like, this is going to sound weird and nobody's probably going to understand this that's here, but it's sort of like Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate is a wrestling promotion in Japan that is very heavy on factions. AEW is very heavy on factions. Probably the most heavy on factions I've ever seen in an American wrestling company easily. WCW. Um, so the fact that like everybody kind of has to align themselves with somebody like but Adam Cole aligning himself with the elite and giving the elite like two like head honchos with Adam Cole and Omega yeah. like is like I got to I got to respect Big Tony. I yeah. like I don't know if that's <laughs> what I don't know if that's what I would have done but I got to respect Big Tony for. The president is there and like obviously like Adam Cole, he does his best work as a heel. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like it, it seemed a it's, it seemed like a, a natural fit to for him to reingratiate himself with this team, and it, it worked well. And you think like, oh, they're about to they're wrapping it up again. Adam Cole, he's the big reveal. But hold wait, hold on. There's more. This is oh. where I was actually actively worried, looking around the room, seeing if like. Things in the floor wasn't bending or anything. I appreciate it. I appreciate you looking out. I felt like the floor was going to cave in at any moment uh, with it everybody felt like a uh, stampede of wildebeest. I took a bump. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, a wrestling bump. No right. other kind of. <laughs> I don't know where was I when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> yes, because uh, Tanner does math. Oh, God. No, 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 no. That won't be edited out. 
Uh, yeah, to, uh, Brian Danielson coming out to a Rise of the Valkyries weird remix. I w- Granted, I know Europe is like, I think Justin and I talked about this, Europe is like notoriously stingy for like their music rights, so I get it, but God, I really wish Tony Khan could have got the rights to Final mm-hmm. Countdown because it would yeah. have been, been chef's kiss. But uh, Daniel Bryan came back and... Uh, you know, he was the actual, like, returning babyface, so he aligned himself to at least to help scare off the elite, you know, to run them with their tail between their legs. Yeah. And and it seemed like it was too too good to be true. Everything, all yeah. the gifts that we were given during this show, it's just like every match was was a banger. Every match was, went as long as it needed to be. We were given, like, so many different surprises and guests. It's like... I can't think of a time, you know, you know, I've only been wrestling since 2015. I can't think of a more, like, exciting, just, like, top to bottom, just, like, pat show I have yeah. ever there, seen. There hasn't been. I mean, I, I, I have not, I'm not even going to say this as somebody that has watched every wrestling event that's ever happened in North America. You'd be hard-pressed to find a top to bottom show with this much fan satisfaction coming out of it than this show. Like, I, I would say... The best show in North American wrestling history. I don't know if it's close. I don't know what number two would be. Maybe Money in the Bank 2011. Maybe Extreme Rules 2012. I don't know what's close. But, like, as far as top-to-bottom shows, I mean, this show, in-ring perspective, storyline perspective, debut, surprise perspective, uh, fan reaction perspective, I don't think it has been topped. Uh, Like, I, I think this is now the new pinnacle of professional wrestling shows in North America. Yeah. Tanner said what, what Tanner said, even though he didn't drop WrestleMania 17, which kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. I get it. You probably weren't watching it. I have time, seen WrestleMania you know. 17. I think the two shows I mentioned are better than it. Another reason why you're wrong. Save the point, <laughs> counterpoint for later. We, 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 I, we, can, we can talk uh, about yeah, that. But, but uh, again... I, I had a blast. This this whole show was fantastic. It was great. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I I could not. I like. I I came into it with high expectations. I thought I was like, okay, Punk's coming back. Even if the punch a Punk Darby match is like just okay, it's going to be really cool to see Punk wrestle again. But like every match exceeded my expectations. The Punk match was great. Main event was great. Adam Cole coming was great. Daniel or Brian Danielson coming back was great. And like. Especially, I don't know if y'all have had the chance to read any of their media scrum comments, but, like, Brian Danielson was, like, uh, he said in, like, the media scrum, uh, where, like, Punk was like, oh, I'm here to put over the young guys. Brian Danielson said, I'm here to fucking kick heads in. He's like, I'm here here to beat some young Punk asses. And I will say, like, that one fucking, that knee, is it called the dragon kick? What is that called? That one knee he threw? Well, it's... In the WWE, is called the Knee Plus, which is a play on words with the B-plus player that he is, but it's actually called the Busaku Knee. Whatever he's fucking calling it now, when he fucking hit that, I forgot who he hit it on, but oh my god. He it killed looked that person. fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Was it one of the Bucks that he hit it, it on? I think, I, think, I think it was I Nick really Jackson. don't remember. Yeah. We were all screaming. Yeah, I, we were all I blacked fucking out. Yelling. I did... I, I, what, look, I still... I forgot to chug another drink after Brian Danielson's debut. I was still reeling off of Adam Cole's debut. I mean, I got literally moments apart. Literally, the only debut that didn't happen that I thought would happen was 
goddamn Bray Wyatt. Like, I know that, I mean, if he is coming, I mean, obviously they'll save him now because, goddamn, they had a lot of surprises tonight. A lot of surprises tonight. Like, legit. Like I love this fucking company Adam so Cole, much. Brian Wrestling, Dan- like, ugh. Uh, I mean, surprises are great. Uh, say what you will about Paul Heyman. I mean, granted, he, he couldn't pay people for shit, but he did fucking book surprises. He has nothing to do with AEW. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm just bringing it up because just, I just like in comparison, I'm like, what, when someone, you know, was good at their job can can manage, and I feel like this is as best as it's ever been. And, like, I'm really excited Colt Winslow got to watch this with us tonight. Yes. I'm also a little surprised. 100%. Like, y'all kind of peaked in a way. Like, yeah, like, like, this was fucking... Y'all were a part of history, I, like I, literally. I do not literally. know if you will ever see a, a top to bottom show. You'll see, you'll probably see better matches eventually. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know if you will ever see a top to bottom show. I mean, just like. I mean, that crowd just goes ape shit for yeah. Brian Danielson, and that's yeah. 90 seconds after Adam Cole comes out. Yeah. Like, so yeah. loud, you, you, people couldn't hear his new entrance. Yeah. Like, uh, like it took me probably till after the show went off. I was like, oh, that was a remix. Like, I was I was off a little bit, but I I, 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 I was like, you know, like armchair quarterback in here. But I was just like, oh, you know, like uh, fucking Adam Cole come out and, like, kick somebody's head off. And then, oh, Daniel Bryan will come out and kick somebody's head off. Well, I mean, people got their heads kicked off, but it didn't happen exactly how I thought it would, but it kind of happened a little bit. I like It was back-to-back surprises, and it was fantastic. I honestly I expected Danielson to align himself with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Really? I did. I did because I thought Punk Darby was going to main event, and I thought that was going to be the big the big thing. And I did not yeah. think Adam Cole was coming out tonight. So, like, AEW is going... I, I was so glad I was right! AEW Woo! is going into their biggest stretch of shows ever with Arthur Ashe, the Moxley Cincinnati show. Uh, they're in Rochester in a couple of weeks. Uh, full gear is the day of my wedding. Tony Khan, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Tanner's going to have, like, on his phone as he's taking his vows. It's like, oh, Riley, I love... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, and, it's, I mean, it... It is the best time to be a wrestling fan in a long time. In a long time. time. Because the indies are getting a resurgence, especially with, I mean, like with WWE releasing all these talents. Like the the indies is kind of getting an influx of some of their old talents again. AEW is playing ball with everybody besides WWE who doesn't want to play ball with nobody. Um, so fucking up, fucking up, Vince. Fucking yeah, up. I mean, I mean, WWE, WWE doesn't even like working among. You're exactly right, Pat. Like NXT and WWE has no fucking synergy between each other. Like yeah. it's two totally different worlds. Um, where AEW, on the other hand, is like, oh yeah, we'll have New Japan wrestlers come on and Impact wrestlers come on, and we'll send our AEW wrestlers to New Japan and Impact and all that stuff. It, it's just like a very exciting time, and I'm very interested to see how AEW continues to keep the momentum because they have kind of blown their load in the last three weeks. I, 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 that's the thing. Like, How do they keep it up? I think they can. I, I think I they think can, they too. Can. I'm interested to see how they do it, though, because, like, like you've <laughs> had Punk, you've had Cole, you've had Danielson, you've yeah. had Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they allegedly still have people in the fucking chamber. I, I, I mean, Chris Hero has not been seen in a while. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, I, he could come out. Chris Hero could come out at any time. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember the source. It was an, an interview that Tony Khan did with somebody, but he said he was just like, "Look, y'all, like, I'm just gonna say, like, we, we got some surprises for at least the next four to six months. Like, I'm bringing new people in. It's gonna be great. And I really, I really hate the argument." About ho oh, oh, AEW is just you know a bunch of ex fucking WWE people. Look, as, when as WWE... someone who who fucking grew up during the goddamn Monday Night Wars, people were flip flopping left and goddamn right. And you know what? It was awesome. Well, also, it was awesome. Well, also calling somebody like Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, even though they have been and had very successful yes. WWE careers, they're not WWE guys. Yes. they made their names on the independent Thank you. circuit. Exactly. It's not like. Tony Khan's out here poaching the authors of pain. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Those are the WWE guys, but Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk, uh, well established before they even thought about WWE. And then when they got to WWE, they had a fight for what little they got. Exactly. And like, talk about the people that Tony Khan has poached, unquote poached. He hasn't poached anybody because he's always, I mean, he's never got a talent under contract. Yeah. WWE. Like, Ty Conti, I mean, they treated her like chicken shit yeah. on NXT, and Tony Khan has made that into, and to be fair to Ty Conti, has really come into her own. She has. She's but gotten really good. She's, she's gotten really, really good, good. and Tony Khan has given her the opportunity and, like, has made chicken salad. After, if you would watch her NXT career, if she would have quit wrestling after that, would not have shocked me. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel you there. Yeah, 100%. or or like 2.0. They were on WWE TV like, in the summer, in May and June. Like I'm pretty sure we were just talking about it the other day. Like, and again, forgive me, I might be wrong, but weren't they trying to build a Ty Conti in NXT at one point as like the first female member of the Undisputed Era? Yeah, she, she, I felt like that was supposed to be a thing. <laughs> That's true because she did at one. She was in the uh, women's battle royal at one of the WrestleManias. Uh, or no, she was in the Royal Rumble, maybe representing Brazil, um, and doing a whole thing. And like they and like yeah, they were trying to push her like do undisputed era stuff and all that stuff, but it never really took off. And yeah. they just kind of was like, all right, you're going to continue working these ninety second to three minute matches on yeah. NXT TV as sort of like the filler matches. Yeah. But now, like, I mean, she's gotten a women's title shot, and she's really coming to her own, and she's she's gotten good. really good. And, like, she's really she, good. She's like she's kind of been the, like. Slowly phased in with the Dark Order, which is one of the biggest acts in AEW. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's slowly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah, no. So definitely, like everybody who comes to AEW, like nine point five times out of ten, they have an entirely new lease on life. Oh my, yeah, I mean, uh, take Miro for instance is on the run of his career right now. I mean, it's great. Punk it's- does not look like he is dying anymore, which is fantastic. Shocking, right. Uh, I mean, that's the thing that, like, Adam Cole said in the media scrum, Ruby Soho said in the media scrum, and Brian Danielson said in the media scrum, as they were like, I don't, I don't hate WWE, I don't hate Vince, but everybody here is so happy, and I've known it in my heart that this is where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's where the difference is drawn. They, I mean, it's not like they're like, I hate WWE, I hate Vince McMahon, like, I'm no, because they have all had very successful careers because of WWE, and have probably made enough money where they never need to work again. Yeah. yeah. But, it... It's one of those things where they want to be happy. Like, money does not... When you're doing stuff like they do, working 300 nights out of the year in regular times, they you want to be happy doing it. And it doesn't matter if Vince is paying you $2 million a year. If you are 
getting hurt. Or like in Brian Danielson's case, they kept him on the shelf for three and a half years when it maybe wasn't necessary. Yeah. Just, just because some hoke WWE doctors were holding him out. So, I mean, it, it's it's really like refreshing to see, and especially Tony Khan having the hardcore poster brain. Uh, Tony Khan, the originator of the DVDR uh, sleaze thread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking phenomenal. I can't believe a billionaire son ever posted on DVDVR. But anyways, um, I mean, Tony Khan has a mark. Tony Khan likes professional wrestling. Yeah. Vince McMahon likes money. Yeah. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Well, it's like, um, and, and, and I don't keep going back to him because he's, like, one of my fucking favorites. But Adam Cole, like, like Bebe. I said, like, baby, I, uh. Like I said, I I I I knew he already had a presence in professional wrestling before he made it to the Fed, and when he came over there, I also find it I also find it fantastic that he is probably isn't he the first one who like got out before getting called up to the main roster officially in NXT? Like he just dipped. He I mean yeah, like someone who was like. You knew was going to the fucking main roster if given the opportunity. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, like, I'm not talking. You weren't going to see goddamn Kona Reeves or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, he was like, you know, he has relationships with a lot of the people that are already in this company, and I feel like he just wanted to work with his fucking friends. And I love the fact that he gets a chance to do yeah. that. Yeah, which is not to say Adam Cole did not have friends in WWE because yeah, him yeah, and Kyle no, O'Reilly no, 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 go way not back. At all, not at all. But it's just one of those things where like. People want to be happy. At yeah, job. people want to be happy. Yes, exactly. That's what it, That's what it comes to. down to. So I think of at the end of the day, this was like as we said before many times over. This is like our like a crown jewel for us. This is a fantastic show. Seven out of ten. <laughs> too much water. Too too many trumpets. Uh, but it, uh, an all time show, a historic moment. But uh, to wrap us up. Let's go around and name like your favorite match, and then we'll sort of we'll tie it off. Uh, favorite match, uh, real quick, probably be Luch Bros, Young Bucks. All right, Colt. Favorite match, uh, Luch Bros, Young Bucks. But weirdly enough, the Jericho match was also very good. So it's a very close second. Yep. Um, like I said, I think I think the Lucha Bros Bucks match is probably my match of the year, which I would not have guessed going into this pay per view. But I think um my second match probably Punk Darby, just because I did not expect Punk to go that hard. Um, and I did not expect him to bump or really even move the way he did. But he, I mean, he looked better in the ring than he did in 2013, 2014, easily. So, Wenzel, um, it have to be. Uh, uh, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. Yeah. Nice, nice, Cannon. Man, I, I, I don't mean to, you know, repeat a, a lot of others here, but match of the night for me, one hundred percent without a doubt, is Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. But, but, I am gonna give an honorable mention to. Statlander and Britt Baker. I oh, thought yeah. their match was fucking fantastic. I was gonna say, I thought that was a Great fucking match. Because I would say, like, my favorite match is Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks, but my number two, just like, match match is Britt Baker and Chris Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, was a oh, really yeah. good fucking. 
That's really good. And, and really like, good. I really love Miro and Kingston. Yeah. Like, there was like, not I, a I'm bad not, match on this card. I'm no, not, no yeah, not at all. Yeah, I, I, I want to say this. There was not a bad fucking match anywhere. And I'm saying that as a person that missed one whole match that I wasn't even trying to miss. It just happened that way. That's just how my bladder worked. <laughs> so we, we, we're definitely all struggling, but... Uh, Hopefully this episode wasn't a, a, a struggle for y'all to get through because we had a great time talking about wrestling. I'm glad we had just yeah. finally had a, another platform to talk about it. So this thanks. is our first wrestling show since Pat and I talked about WrestleMania, Dude, like, NXT Dude. New Orleans, whichever year that was. Yeah, Do you it's know WrestleMania how... 34? It's surely like the first dedicated wrestling content. Yeah. I was no, about, just going to pop it up here and there. I was about to say, do you know how long I've been waiting to do a completely dedicated wrestling show? Uh, I have had a fucking blast right tonight. I'm sorry it's late. And again, You're I'm the only yourself. one that has to do shit in the morning. You're punishing so, yourself. I, it's fine. I'm just saying I've had I've had a good time. That's all I wanted to say. I've had a great time. So, Watching it and talking about it. So, you, uh, you know, look forward to the future. We might have some more wrestling content for you. But uh, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us wherever podcasts are found, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all those places. Be sure to follow us, like, rate, subscribe, follow us on our socials. Uh, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter and Instagram, Letterbots at John Lost His Name, or Art on Facebook at John Lost His Name, Art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-B-O-I-24 and John Hudson 12 on Letterboxd. My name's Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. I'm also here representing The Late Takes. You can follow The Late Takes on Twitter at The Late Takes. Uh, available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite RSS feed catchers. So uh, check us out. I'm Winsley. You can follow, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Winsley Wilkin. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsley. And I have been that cannon guy. You can find me at that cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. And I'm also, as you may already know, a part of the Cajun Greatness podcast, along with myself, Patrick, Jonathan, and Justin, who is not here with us. We miss you, buddy. Um, we're glad you watched the show with us. But yeah, check out that show if you'd like to listen to people yell about Nicolas Cage movies sometimes and other things occasionally. Yeah, it, it, it's a great hit rate of 40% K, 6% bullshit. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, have a great night. We'll talk to you all. Nice. Awesome.